Hello and welcome to The One One. I am BJ Ryan. Episode 99 is proudly sponsored by Betfair. Don't bet harder, bet smarter at Betfair. After recording a Zoom remote podcast in Moving Week last Thursday, it's a delight, absolute pleasure to the be Turkish delight to be back in One One HQ with the Perth Racing Guru. G'day, Terry. G'day, Bernard. It's uh, it's lovely to see uh, your always smiling face. How's your how's your week been? Not too bad. Yeah, not too bad. Week's been all right. Yeah. Um, one foot in front of the other. Yeah, it's just steady. Yeah, just steady. Just got to take it one step at a time. Um, That's all you can do. I must admit, it would have been a lot better if um, God had chosen and won the last at Northam <laughs> yesterday, <laughs> just quietly. Uh, but uh, but we we you we, weren't alone there, Bernard. No we worry. we rebound, we regroup, we restore, we reset, and we go again. Oh, this is a this is a good old meeting. Sometimes I go, eh, not excited, not that enthused. I tell you what, looking at the prices that are going up, giddy up. BJ, Giddy up. Watch out, Chrissy Olsen. Here I come. <laughs> now, how's the new setup going? One one HQ. There's been a uh, there's been a makeover. We've got a new addition to the family as well. Not only is uh, uh, the lovely Nicola now a resident at One One HQ, her dog Bella has joined the show as well. <laughs> Hello, Bella. I reckon she will try and make a few little guest appearances. Yeah. Uh, so I apologise in advance um, on Bella's behalf. She's a uh, yeah, got a little bit uh, more of a buck than her bite, you could say. But uh, no, it's all going well. It just takes time, doesn't it? It's very free, you know, just moving everything. And uh, I got my desk delivered. I got a brand new desk um, to set up and it said it's 168 kilos. And I thought, oh, yeah, no big deal. Being like 10 boxes, I'll just take them up. It's in three boxes and it got <laughs> delivered on a pallet. They left it on my front lawn yesterday, all right? They've dropped it off and the guy was not helpful. And he said, um, he's going, no, no, it's up to you from here. And it's just started pouring down. And I've got this fairly expensive desk just sitting. So I've had to just cart these boxes across. And I haven't spent enough time in the gym to be able to do it uh, too readily myself. But uh, we got them in and, um, yeah, we're getting there. And it's, uh, no, it's lovely having a... Having Nicola here. Even better having you here, though, of course, BJ. So what, what price at that desk will still be in its box come next Thursday? I've actually pa- paid someone to come and do the flat pack tomorrow. <laughs> I reckon it's going to take me five hours. Oh, Someone, yeah. Someone's doing it for 140 bucks. I reckon, I reckon that's that's shopping. That was going to be my suggestion. It, well, I've got nine to do it in all of them tomorrow. Yeah. Well, I've got to do the cup as soon as we're finished here, but then I've got eight to do it in all of them tomorrow. So every race you don't do. It's a pretty weighty desk. Yeah, I'm it like, is. Oh. Yeah, I know. And it's not a big room. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I've planned it all that yeah. well, but so uh, that I'm getting like, a little couch in there, going to put the TV on the wall. Like a Tony a Montana cave. desk or something like that. No, that's, 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 I don't even know what a Tony Montana desk is. But, uh, and there's a bit out the front as well. There's a massive bit out the front still too. So, yeah, a bit happening, but uh, no, all going well. Outstanding, outstanding. Mm. You know what was outstanding? Elite Street. Oh, Last week. Mm. That was outstanding, wasn't it? Really nice win from Elite Street. Carried the weight. Unsuitable thousand still being wound up. Tell you what, I reckon that the um, some of the features might uh, might already have some winners I reckon. listed on them. So It's interesting. When we were talking about that race last Thursday, you said you were going to back the drifter. And once the leaders weren't really getting much bang for their buck no. on the sad day, it was like, it oh, hang getting on. Backed. It was like, hang on, Indian Pacific's getting back to you, but it doesn't feel to be an advantage to either be lead or breezing. So no. if if there's no real advantage, that brings Indian Pacific back a couple of lengths. One thing and I'll it say. enhances Elite Street and Stage Man. And yeah. at the prices, Elite Street ended up being the bet. So yep. um, yeah. I'll bet the pair of them. The, once they, they'll both 550 and seven bucks for Elite Street. So yeah. yep. I just equal stake the pair of them. Um, yeah, it, it was a, it's one of those races where Sydney and it's 450 and I'm thinking, oh, I, I don't think that's a horrible price, but mm. we're not too enthused. But um, yeah, as bought as Miles fits and say, it pays to listen. <laughs> Speaking to Danny Morton during the week, he 
He's, he's a confident man. He he's was a happy man at the moment. Yeah, the team's going good. He's got a couple of winning chances. I was next on. to him um, when Bazoom won because I went out to watch ours, who hopefully finishes before the races start on Saturday. <laughs> um, in her defence, she pulled up very poorly, uh, little Yem. Um, but, yeah, he was pretty excited when Bazoom got up. I reckon that would have been a bit of um, not justification, but you'd feel good backing one up off two days because there's always that risk, you know. But one thing I'd love and um, one of the – he, the smart he backed, he backed himself. Give us, yeah, give, get some backup data. Yeah. Horse to back up of two, three days. Think about the Kalgoorlie Carnival, Regal mm. City. Uh, there were several others backed up of two, three days. They go super. Mm. Um, is that something trainers should be looking at more? Why, why isn't it done more? Is it horse welfare? Well, yeah, I think so. I think, and it's just, I think it's because it's so unorthodox. You leave yourself open to criticism, I think, if it, if yeah. it goes pear shaped. You know but, what that's called? Weakest piss, if, you, but, if but, that's the reason for not doing it, leaving yourself open to criticism. I don't know. Like, I think, I think people would, would, would suggest a more sort of standardized two weekly, oh, 21 seems day. Like a pretty profitable one, doesn't it? It does. And, it, and you've got to have the right horse to be able to do it as well. Mm. But, and well, it was a three year old sprinter is not one you'd associate with that, is it? No, I know. I heard Scotty Embry speaking post race and mm. he's, he's big on the mile plus backups. Yeah. So, Justin so, Warwick special. So he was, he was speaking about that and he said that it's quite rare to see the horse in the short course range. The, yep. the, the thing that played out so well for Bazoom was that Wednesday's race was so low pressure. Oh, yeah. That it was just like, it just, it, she, um, Bazoom pulled up, you know, as if it was basically a track gallop, yeah, and has gone I mean, out they there went about twelve lengths below bench, didn't they? Yeah, and gone out there on, on Saturday, and then and, really and run one ten, like that's good going. Mm. Uh, twelve hundred Ascot. Anytime you're running one twenty one ten at Ascot is is good. So, um, yeah, and good ride from Chris Parnham. Looks like he's got his got the eye of the tiger back at the moment. Just so. thinking about the surface, yeah, Ascot surface. Mm. What do you think? Uh, See Ryan Hill's response to one of the tweets. I thought that was pretty telling because it looked that way, um, but he just made mention to it being sort of a bit shifty on the corners, and you could tell watching the races that's how it looked. Yeah, um, can, I mean, even that's opening, a worry, even opening day, I thought there was a bit of like dust, dusty sort yeah. of kickback, which usually first day back at Ascot, it's just beautiful bowling green, and uh, and you can and it's it's had the 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 full the treatment the full treatment but come however out the, come out of the day spa exactly nails, nails, nails done however they've had their backs against the wall weather wise uh, and it feels like they're chasing their tail a bit mm. and uh, I must applaud everyone involved with the decision to scrap Wednesday's meeting and shift it to Northern uh, good move that would have been a nightmare wouldn't it yeah let's protect Ascot at all costs with the uh, with the carnival coming up but yeah just visually it didn't look right did it Terry and then and also there was lots of horses who went from travelling to uh, under pressure yep. in a, in a uh, and the other way around as well, horses yep. that were gone from a long way out that sort of stuck on. The, the most interesting race I, I thought to watch was the um, the race won by Apple Schnapps, who you consider to be a wet tracker, went forward. It was quite interesting. And in so straight away I asked him, is this playing like a wet track to some degree, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was on Flicker's Chance. Money came. Didn't go well. Uh, gone. A long way from home. You think it's going to run last. And the horse I also had to take smaller wins a lot was on Flicker's Chance's back. And wins a lot, travelled a dream. Image Keeper, travelled a dream. Wins a lot and Image Keeper both ran near last. Flicker's mm -hmm. Chance ran third. So it's, yeah, very, I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. I'm trying not to think too much about it. Otherwise, it affects your punting and the way you go about things too much. What what did we note on the day, though, BJ? The good horses all won. The good horses won. Real Charisma yeah. got the job. Oh, Real Charisma got a 10 out of 10 and the race got set up for it. But yep. Triple Missile and Sprightly Star both won like very good race horses. So Triple I think Missile. the good horses, Oof. I think the good horses can win. Oof. Triple Sprightly Star or Triple? Oh, they were both pretty foofy. Right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. They were both pretty foofy, yeah. Triple Missile. Uh, the Panda's new too. Mate, it, was, it broke 11 for the last 200 under a hold. 
from Brad Ruilla. So it went. There was an interesting winter bottom this year. There's some. I don't think any. It's a shame that for these horses that I'm about to mention that the winter bottom's not out of handicap conditions, mm. because like. Triple, I don't think Will Chino's in the same list, but we're going to talk about it shortly, which is yeah. exciting. But triple missiles, your know, secret plans, the way they've been winning, you go, oh, yeah. what, what else? Like, what do you have? Like, again, I, I harp on about Truly Great, but Truly Great went from a class one to a Group Kingston one Town. I yeah. wait for age Kingston Town winner in six months. Yeah. So, yeah, you just wonder. Sprightly Star could win the railway. Yeah. Like, seriously, it could, it'll have to go on the RJ a week earlier and qualify through that route. But we saw Truly Great qualify through that route last yeah. time out. It's, so it's, 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 I think Sprightly Star might be a sharper, have a sharper turn of foot than Western Empire. Well, her win can't be underestimated because she, it was just, yeah. Nothing went to script. The race wasn't run to shoot, suit. Got herself out of a jam and still won, like, with the degree of arrogance, really. She did beat um, some slow ones, but she did. Do what she had to do. But yeah. The difference. But you, you a race know, led by Jag the Joker compared to a race led by dance music or something. But um she, but you just, she, these might, she might just, go even better. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. right. She might Maybe be British theory. Might go even better. Just excited so. about the carnival, aren't we? We've got some talent, which is which is great that we've got this depth of local talent even in the uh in the COVID COVID space, because we're probably not going to get a huge amount of East Coast horses heading across to compete. But we it just feels like we just keep unveiling new uh high-class thoroughbreds week in, week out. And, uh, yeah, that's what happens when we go back to Ascot, I suppose. And we're going to see quite a few more going around on uh, Belgravia Stakes Day this weekend. Um, in regards to the Northerly Stakes, what do, we make, a, what do we make of that nothing, race? A bit of a walk. The, the run of the race for me, run of the race were probably Neville Parnham's too, to some degree. Platoon and KC. Uh, yeah, I thought they both went super. Um, they Regal, walked Regal out in front. Was good. And, yeah, and dance music uh, got the – Regal Power was super. Mm. Yeah, it would have been – I find it interesting, and I'm, gonna, I'm not going to call complete bullshit, but I reckon that Bob doesn't – decide to scratch one after he's booked Pikey for another ride. I reckon something, there might be something out there with Western Empire. Maybe not. I know, but why Why, why make that, just make that decision and stick with it. Bob doesn't I, seem like someone who flips and flops, I must, BJ. I must scold myself on that. I usually am all over that situation. But what do you mean? Last Wednesday, last, Wednesday, last week was just an absolute scramble for me and I completely overlooked, mistakenly overlooked the ratings implications if Western Empire. But they wanted went, the points though. No, well, it doesn't qualify for the railway at this point in time, unless well, the Derby winner gets an automatic exemption. No, I don't think the Derby winner does, but they'll back themselves into. Well, you got to back yourself, don't you? You do. So, just that was a no-brainer that he was not going to start in that race. Well, why? That, but that's the thing. That's why, why I which was power, then? which was the throw. Well, I, I honestly think it was an oversight on. You just Bob's. wanted your hundred bucks and the scratching for the. I know. Top gun how good was that? Yeah. <laughs> how good was that? Uh, I honestly think it was an oversight on Bob's behalf where he was like, oh, hang on, like this, the maths is no good here. I heard him say on the radio the, the, the other day that he it was it was a purely a ratings decision. Okay. Um, take that on face value. But for mine, if he does win, it would be nice to calculate what rating would have gone to and how that would have impacted his yep. potential railway stakes weight. Yeah. Because you know how he likes to do it. Win the Asian bow, yep. get them in on no, the minimum. No, no, it makes uh, a lot of sense. But did you hear which, what he also said, though, that the reason he's a bit worried early and it's preps, it tends to over-race and it tends to grow into a prep mentally. So that was half the reason for having the extra run to get that sort of – um, freshness that's, out of it. Well, that, degree, that so. was once something, something I did weigh up. I, I thought maybe they didn't want to go second up into a railway. Mm -hmm. Maybe they wanted to go third, third up, up into yeah. a railway with, with a horse like Western Empire. So, but yeah, it was uh, maybe all these chips are in the sprightly starver. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah. 
that's a yeah. Then again, how good is the, the class one looking now? Sprightly started look made Bazoom look second rate, but it wins twice in a week. Yeah, beating hardly ever. Who Simon Miller? I think he was declaring that in private. Did you hear his interview? I loved the interview. He's so honest about everything. Yeah. What did he say? He said he felt like a bit of a goose after uh, he's never been that cocky going to a race. I don't think. I don't think. Brit- I don't think Brittany Taylor could get him off the mic after the uh, after the Northern Stakes. Oh. Well, no, you just point, you just you just get down. You just point and shoot. You just point and shoot. <laughs> Simon Simon was uh, was locked in for the uh, for the long haul with that chat. He wasn't, going, he wasn't going anywhere. Tio, I reckon another good run from that race, and it, it's probably not one is Massimo. I think it's going to be a better horse with a sit. That inside pad was a bit sloppy yeah. last week. Was I it thought Massimo only, was really was it brave. the only leader to really do yeah. much? Yeah, I think Massimo. I think have their time again. They would have preferred to be Breeze. I think Breeze was better than lead, just mm. a better lane. Um, but I thought Massimo was really nice, and Massimo will get something like five kilos on dance music coming the. Uh, railway stakes with the weights, the way it all works out. So, um, pending what comes across, I reckon Massimo, the the lads could have had themselves a uh, real serious railway stakes contender. Agree. Good racing all round, and uh, things are really heating up over here in the West as uh, the Ascot Summer Carnival is upon us. We need to touch on the uh, Top Gun tipping tournament, Terry. We do. We do. We do. The completion of. Round five last weekend. I only to be honest, only twenty remain. Yeah, down to the final twenty. I, I, I think I just want Chris Olsen to win. To be honest with you, who I is I, who is Chris? Olsen? I don't know. I don't know who he is. But I, what I love is the fact you're out in front. You could be a little bit of a boring Barry, and the son of a backers wasn't the longest shot in the world. But he said, "No, I'm going to back myself." And and even wins. his other twenty, yeah, even his other twenty wins was something rough as well. He's he, oh, was pink, pink and grey. I'm, I'm going to keep playing my game. Yeah, exactly. And ran a good race. Yeah. It ran better than its SP. So um, I, I genuinely think. Unless someone throws a Hail Mary out there and the way everyone's punning, it's pretty it's pretty piss weak, to yeah. be honest. Like people are having like I don't understand what you're trying to achieve. Like who cares if you back a winner? It's not about like at two dollars, you're not gonna win. You need to get in front of Chris Olsen now, who's what is he, six hundred bucks in front? You, you, so, you really you really fires me up. You're really I don't understand what people are trying to achieve. Like, let's try and run eighth. Let's try and like Grow up. It is their first, uh, yeah, first well, go around I'm, the top gun tipping. Well, you've got, you, you got two weeks. Those, you, in, those entrenched in the top 10 have got two. two. Those not in the top 10 can either try and make the 10 and then have a crack. Yeah. Or if you like something this way, you get a price to put you up there. you got to yeah, you gotta, you got to go out swinging, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Probably more fired up than I should be. <laughs> so uh, where's my coffee? <laughs> let's let's run through the prizes. Mm. We've been putting this off and putting this off for a while, but we wanted it's to get- because we hadn't sorted it. <laughs> No, we, we, we think we've come up with a prize pack worth the best part of a thousand bucks, about eight hundred bucks, I reckon. So we got all right. So what does the winner get? Two tickets to the Christmas party, which will be uh, eight hours of food and drink um, in January. Um, details that will be next week. They actually will be next week. Uh, they get uh, what do they get? They get a merchandise pack, uh, which will be quite uh, quality, substantial. High yes, quality. a high quality, substantial merchandise pack. Second and third will also get a smaller merchandise pack. Not as um, substantial. Not as substantial, no. Uh, and then um, from Market City Meats and uh, the Mundaring Hotel. The Mundaring Hotel. So for first, the Mundaring Hotel is providing a two hundred dollar voucher. Yep. And the Market City Meats a hundred dollars worth of uh, uh, meat and small yep. meats um, for you to go and spend a, a voucher there. Second and third, get a hundred dollar voucher to the Mundaring and a fifty dollar voucher to yep. Market City Meats. Wonderful. So mm-hmm. yeah, I reckon first prize the equivalent of the tickets. I'm I'm, I'm pricing at two fifty ahead. Yeah. Like a big day. If you want to, you come and set yourself. So that's five hundred. The two hundred. The one hundred and the packs worth a couple hundred bucks as well. So it's um best part of a thousand dollar first prize. And those that finish fourth to tenth. 
We'll get you a hat. If you're there on the uh, 100th episode, which we need to give a good push to, um, there'll be plenty of um, headwear available on the day. Not that you want to wear it on Derby Day because it's quite a – Nice dressy day, derby mm. day. Um, but yeah, those that um, round out the top ten can have a can have a little piece of merchandise, a little one one collector's item signed the, signed by BJ. At the moment, Chris Olsen has one hand on the Top Gun. Trophy. Oh, don't forget the trophy. We're getting a trophy. Oh, and the trophy. We're, yes, yeah, we're, we're getting the trophy. And a trophy. Yeah. Are we? Yeah, I think we always make it an annual event and get yeah. it so there is engraving. So yes. Chrissy keeps it for a year and then we bring it back and. Perpetual, is that what perpetual, called? yeah, perpetual. exactly right. So, uh, so uh, yeah, how far, like, how far is he actually in front? He is over four hundred and seventy dollars in front. Oh, is that, sorry, I've, I thought he was further than that. There were some good collects last week, actually, mm. from a few of the lads. So, Chrissy Olsen, not only is he the lamp lighter, the leader, the current leader, he also won the round. He, yeah, I like that. He he, he banked almost three hundred and sixty dollars, courtesy of Son of Bacchus, the professor Mike Eppis. He also found Son of Bacchus. He came second. Last week, Chris Olsen leads. He's over $470 in front of Timmy Marlowe in second. Anthony Reardon, Andrew McDonough, and Steve Spence, they round out the top five. Mm, Tommy Johnston, Riley Morgan, Miles Fitzner, they've all snuck in. Three mm. three that can throw a bit of a uh, spanner in the works. Toby Dunn. Yeah, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have something on Toby Dunn. He's coming 12th at the minute, yeah. but he's provided the longest price winner to yeah, date, yeah. I believe. He's the type of man, I reckon, if someone's going to go right down the outside and find something in a little bit of a, a, little bit of a quote, it's going to be Toby Dunn. So I'm going to have something on Toby Dunn, Beach. Mm, he's currently okay. in 12th position. Okay. So Timmy Marlowe put a photo up, and who was the horse that son of Bacchus beat last week? Was that? Star. Uh, Car- Carrigini. Carrigini Aurora. So yeah. if Carrigini Aurora wins, uh, I think Timmy Marlowe's almost level pegging with uh, oh, wow. Chris Olsen. It was a. Ding dong. It was a sliding doors yeah, moment right. in the uh, Top Gun tipping tournament. So, uh, but he's still chipping away, Timmy. But Chris mm-hmm. Olsen, he, I think. Do, will we jinx him by getting him on the show next week for a chat? No, we got, let's we, get him on. If he's, if, as if long he's, as he's still got the lead, yeah, yeah. Whoever's, whoever's in front next week, we've got to get him on. We've got to get Definitely, him on. Definitely, yeah, yeah, if they've got time, obviously. So We'll get him on. Um, yeah, we can get him on. We can we can even ask him. You put a bit of pressure on him, so yeah. throw your tips up. Also, for the last two weeks, last slight tweak in the rules with the uh, scratchings. We don't want the scratchings to play a part when we're down to 20 or less, and there's obviously a bit less legwork involved for us. So tips especially can with, be Especially in. with so much up for grabs. Exactly well. right. Yeah. Tips can be in by 8.45 a.m. Saturday morning um, and they'll be posted on Twitter after that. So you can wait for the scratchings. And if you do want to chuck it in Friday, not a problem. If your horse is scratched, just send us another message yeah. before 8.45 a.m. on Saturday morning. I'm not, once we finish recording, I might private message all our top 20. Let yep. them know that. But, yeah. So. so you can still get it in on the Friday. There's yep. no issue in, all this, uh, in, in that sense. Um, but you do have the ability to change it. Unlike last week, BJ couldn't change his Western Empire. And there was a few uni times, yep. a few other Western Empires as well. They all couldn't change them but uh, down to 20 there was actually quite a few uni times yeah i told you uni time was a very popular selection um so yeah down to 20 uh we want to give everyone full opportunity we don't want a scratching to if it's a scratching after that time bad luck that's that's happened um but we want to give everyone full opportunity to to find a winner to win the comp we try and get in front of chrissy O. we said goodbye to her we lost a few big o we lost a few notables last week including our friend mark olmus 21st. Yeah, Marky Almost. John O'Pint. He yeah. was my early tip, John O'Pint. I, I, I don't know why. I just had a bit of an inkling. Uh, Rod Perry, he's been a perennial get out stakes winner. Yeah. He was one of the. Um, Justin Bacardo. Yeah, box gone as well. And, so. the, uh, and the Wolf Brothers, Tommy yeah. and Matt. They are uh, Kapoor and me, me good mate, oh, Brian, Brian Kane. Yeah, some big names in there, isn't yeah. there? Just, just dropped out. Yeah, no, we've. Um, 
Well, Jimmy Ledger's still involved. He's tipping very well over at punters.com.au. He's a little bit – he's one that's got to start throwing a bit of uh, – have to, We have to say shout-out to Amy. Yeah, Amy, 100%. Amy Evans, a.k.a. the Velvet Court on uh, on Twitter. She's not had a collectless round either. She, she's a superstar. Yeah. Absolute superstar. Uh, uh, big. The only – Female to enter? Our only female entry. Yeah, and she's currently and she's ninth. Currently ninth. Yeah. And she just she every week she she gets a collect. My he's he's gone under the radar a little bit. A gentleman by the name of Anthony Reard, and very sharp operator is Anthony. He has also got a collect yes, every week. Uh he knows exactly what he's doing, and he's quietly snuck up into third position. Ready to ready to pounce. So Did his brother used to bowl little medium paces for Queensland? Who was that? Nathan Reard. <laughs> <laughs> little left hand bat. Dungeon no more than that, actually. Yeah, the, yeah little left hand uh, little left hand bat and nuggety right arm bowler. So yes, Anthony Reardon is is my uh, he's my smoky oh, here for I the, don't uh, mind that. the top gun. I am uh, Terry is currently in sixth. I am in tenth. So I, I suppose I gotta get better get busy and try and do what something. You, what's your tactics? I I honestly don't know. Just now. I haven't given it in an hour. I haven't given it much thought, but um, I'd be happy to slide out of uh, slide out of and give someone a crack at the, uh, oh, at the big, the big what prize. What a cop out! Okay? What a cop out! Oh, we're doing my best. But, oh, what a cop out! But uh, unlike unlike Terry, I, I don't uh, I don't necessarily need to have that trophy on my mantelpiece. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> well, I don't get the no. I'm I'm a scratching. I'm a Corey McGannon. Okay? Do you get like a like a Asterix. Yeah, I think uh, if we're in the town, we might even leave leave it out to eleven or twelve or something. Okay, because right. we can't actually win. It. We so can't have ten live hopes. We'll yeah. have ten live hopes going into the last week. So that's you might, good, actually, that's important. So you might finish eleventh or twelfth, and you might stay in it. We need to put it. Yeah, okay. yeah. I just oh. made that up on the spot, but that's what we do. <laughs> That'll be controversial. <laughs> so that's the top gun. It's all happening as we wind down to week six. So twenty will become ten. Maybe twelve after uh, Saturday, <laughs> depending on how well Terry and I perform, uh, and then the uh, the top ten will duke it out, and our Top Gun will be announced in alignment with our one hundredth episode Saturday week. I love it, and make sure we've got to really give that a big push. Um, not this Saturday, the following Saturday. So at the races, got so, a good uh, crew coming along, big bunch. We're going to get some tables out on the lawn. We need to get there early. We'll get there half an hour before the first. Might yeah. even make a couple of platters. Yeah. We'll have all the one one pod hats on the tables so yeah. you know where we're seated. Um, yeah, I'm bringing out Mrs. Terry's coming out for the day. Nicola will be out for the day as well. So we're gonna have a nice, um, yeah, nice big crowd out there to celebrate the fact that we've amazingly raised the bat. Huge day of racing. Yeah, as well. and don't forget Pete Anson's next week as well. Pete Anson's on yeah. our one hundred. But yes, so everyone is is welcome to come and join us to celebrate our one hundredth episode. No doubt we'll be moving on to the Stone motherless after the last until they ask Very likely. until they ask everyone to uh, to leave Ascot Racecourse and then who knows from there. But uh, uh, next Saturday week at Ascot uh, coincides with Derby Day in Victoria. It's going to be huge. So help help us uh, celebrate our 100 episodes of the One One Your WA Racing Podcast. Now this gentleman, we probably should have had him on by now, but uh, mm. better late than never, eh? Yeah, I'm very excited about speaking to Paddy. He's uh, one of our form riders um, at the moment and, um, yeah, absolutely flying. Got some exciting horses coming up in the carnival. Patrick Carberry. It's time. Let's get him on. Swish. Absolute pleasure to welcome top jockey Patrick Carberry to the 1-1. One one. Paddy, g'day, mate. Boys, absolute pleasure. I'm a bit, um, bit uh, surprised it's taken you 99 
um, podcast <laughs> to ask me to come on, but um, I'm pretty happy I got in before 100. We'll call you. Uh, we'll call you Michael Slater. I think anyone that makes an appearance at 99, um, yeah, it's highly impressive. But Paddy, it's uh, it's great to uh, it's great to have you on finally. Mm-hmm. Um, you must be looking forward to the upcoming Ascot Carnival, the time that uh, you had some. That's some good success, and uh, it's a time that you've really uh, you've really shone in recent years. And I guess the affiliation you've got with um, Simon Miller, particularly at the moment, is one you must be pretty excited about heading towards the carnival. Yeah, um, obviously, uh, always the time of year where you always want to uh, uh, get on the right ones and and to get amongst it. Um, and uh, yeah, having a good run with Simon um, over the last twelve months, and hopefully continues um, for a while to come. Paddy, we have to ask you, everyone, uh, every WA Racing uh, onlooker will be absolutely intrigued and fascinated by your decision-making process. Must have been a tough call but uh, deciding no. between It's a Ray Day and Lewa in the uh, Belgravia Stakes. Well, that's, that's what he says. Coin. I just flipped a coin. Oh, <laughs> no, you didn't. I reckon I'd like to ask you a question. So what are they drawing, BJ? Eight and 20 or eight yeah, and car park. Eight and car park. If they drew the other way around, if it was it Torado in Car Park and Lewa drew eight, would you have picked Lewa? Um, probably not. No. Oh, there you go. I didn't think so. Yeah. I think it's Torado might be. It was part one. of part of my decision, but yep. um, I think uh, obviously she races back off the speed, and um, you know he races some. He hasn't really got a full pattern yet, but he he he'll probably race closer than her and. Um, you know, with the rail being out and uh, and that sort of thing, that's sort of part of it. But um, I worked both of them on Tuesday, and they both worked well. wasn't too much between them, but I thought he worked touch better, so that's the way I went. Very good. Now, Paddy, quickly another another one off the top. The Ascot track. We've had two two Saturday meetings and a midweeker back now. Uh, we had the midweeker scheduled yesterday. It was moved to Northern quite wisely, I think. What's your impression good of the Ascot was, Ascot track thus far? Uh, definitely, it was a good decision. I agree with that, BJ. Um, the transfer of the meeting. Um, just the weather obviously hasn't been uh, been very good growing weather for for um, Ascot. Um, it always takes a couple of meetings anyway, but it's a bit more behind because of the um, very wet winter and cold winter that we've had. Um, there's just a lot of a lot of winter grass there that um, needs to. Uh, we need some hot weather to, for that to go away, and um, it's just unfortunate that um, Mother Nature's not uh, helping out. Yeah, yeah, I think that they got onto it early earlier in the week on Monday and made, made the call for yesterday's meeting. So for, for uh, finer, warmer weather on the way this weekend. So hopefully a drying Ascot and we can get some some uh, some growing weather into that that Ascot track. So we've got a big carnival ahead. Just um, Paddy, just doubling back. It's a radio all going well on Saturday in the Belgravia. Is he is he definitely a WA Guineas horse or is he a bit too brilliant for that? Um, I, I don't see why he wouldn't um, be suitable in the guineas. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that was my first thought when I won on him at, at Belmont. Um, and um, he seems to have come back a bit more mature. He hasn't really um, been to the precious side of things like horses like Lever and a lot of the other horses that he's competing against on Saturday. So he's still a bit raw that way, but he's definitely a lot more mature than what he was last preparation. 
Definitely a bit of an unknown with uh, with its radar. I mean, yeah, I, I'm always someone that sits on the fence until we see a bit more, but um, I'm not really someone that sits on the fence a great deal, mm. though, am I? Um, but uh, the initial win over the front bar, you didn't realise how the ease with that victory until you watch the replay again. The trial over Sprightly Star, albeit the 950 was going to be more suitable to its radar over Sprightly Star. And that win um, at Northam, I think Northam, it was yeah. the other day, while its radar, he didn't, he didn't beat much. Um, I think it tells you something about a horse when they can find trouble and get out of that trouble still and still win the race. A and young get it horse done well. as well. A young horse, yeah. exactly right. So, I mean, I think you, you know what you get with Lewa and I. this this will probably sound a bit uh, – I, th- I think Lewa has been ridden extremely well to get the victories she's had. She's had the race pattern set up. And if, if they go a little bit slower on Saturday, and as Patty said, if they're not making as much ground with the rail out at the 11, mm. um, she probably – it's very hard to win from probably dead last. Yeah, well, she'll be, she'll tactical be, she'll speed. be flashing home but exactly run, out, right. run out of runway. Yeah. Exactly right. Well, ta- well, tactical speed can be everything for a horse like Hitzerado who mm. may also have a little bit more ability as well. Patty, are you – has there been a discussion about Lewa moving forward into the Phillies races? Are you going to be able to get back on her? Uh, yeah, I've still got the option to get back on her. Um, Simon uh, said to me before they all started first up, um, all the ones that are um, my rides, uh, whichever one I choose, I can, uh, when they split back up, I can um, jump back on. So uh, get through Saturday and work it out from there. Happy days. Now, can you tell us, a little bit about your relationship with Simon A. Miller. You guys had a lot of success, uh, won a Carriketa Plate, um, a lot of lot of big races, and then had a bit of time apart. But recently, the uh, Patrick Carberry-Simon A. Miller combination has uh, uh, reunited and you're back in a big way. Yeah, it, um, yeah, we've obviously had, you know, won a lot of races together and um, we sort of pretty much know, know how each other thinks and... Um, Generally, most of the time we're on the same page, so that probably helps as as far as a team team effort goes. Um, you know, uh, nothing gets ha- gets uh, done without team effort, and um, yeah, we've definitely um, you know got back into it in the last 12, 12 or so months and um, enjoying some good success. When Simon A and Paddy team up, it's they're almost striking at twenty percent. Mm. It's your best best uh, percentage with any trainer, Paddy. Nineteen point three percent over the over the journey with uh, with Simon A. Um, so yeah, and the numerous amounts of top horses that you've ridden for him and big races that you won. What um, what's your what's your gut feel about its rate A quality wise? Um, I think um, he's he's still a bit untapped. We haven't got to the bottom of him yet. I think he's. Still, still learning his way a bit. Um, I hadn't ridden him much track work uh, leading into uh, Tuesday, and um, when I worked him on Tuesday, I was very impressed with him. Um, he's he's a different sort of horse to Leeway. He's he's a lot bigger and stronger, and um, yeah, I, I think he's got got really good potential to be a top liner. I really really believe that. Now, Paddy, we couldn't have you on the podcast without discussing and asking about uh, everybody's favourite sit and sprinter cup night. Um, obviously, I don't know uh, all that much about it, about your affiliation with Bernie Miller, but I can tell it's quite a, uh, a close one. Um, were you part of, first of all, were you part of the decision to go first up at the Winterbottom, um, which I actually I actually really like. Yeah. I, I love that there's a real strong target um, in that sense. Were you part of that decision? And secondly, tell us a little bit about uh, your relationship with Bernie. And I know... 
it'd always be nice to ride a winner, but there seems to be that little bit extra emotion when you ride one for um, yeah for Mr. Miller, Mr. Bernie Miller. Yeah, he's um, uh, I've ridden for Bernie for for a long time. Um, I think we've had about forty eight winners together, mm-hmm. which is pretty good um, for a bloke who probably averages having six horses in work at any one time. Um, uh, yeah, we're pretty much you know best mates, and um, uh, he. Um, he's an absolute uh, genuine bloke, and uh, you know we um, we nut things out together, and that's where uh, the, the the plan of um, going for the winter bottom first up was um, uh, hatched. He um, he had a setback as as it's been um, documented in the media uh, early early on in his preparation. This preparation, and um, basically. He's, we're chasing chasing our tail a little bit with him to get him fit enough um, enough lead up runs into into the railway, and I just said to Bernie, said mate, we got to make a decision what we got to do here. We either keep pushing or we just head for the winter bottom. And he, I think he was thinking the same thing. He said, all right, sweet. Well, now you've mentioned it. We'll we'll go for the winter bottom. So he was obviously thinking it, and he just needed me to mention it, and that was done. So since then, um, yeah, he's. Uh, He's heading for the winter bottom first up. Geez, it's a kind of race where you, he's got to be a live chance, doesn't he? Hundred percent, he has to be. Hundred percent, he does. Yeah. yeah, I love the idea of going into it fresh. I think I, I heard Bernie interviewed the other day, and the plan was three trials into it. Um, yeah, that's right. And you sort of just look after him in, in, in each of those trials, but you look at the way. He won, and it was from barrier 11 of 11, um, the Northern Stakes first up. And the Northern Stakes isn't a winter bottom, but if you look at the field, it's not that far yeah. off what you're going to be seeing in a winter bottom. And the weight scale isn't that far off what he'd be carrying in the winter bottom. And he won that um, by over a length uh, first up last campaign. So I, I think it's a yeah, it's a really exciting option. And um, look, it's a long way out, but looking at the potential speed that goes to a race like the winter bottom, um, a horse like Cup Night Fresh could be uh, yeah, could be dangerous late. Very dangerous. Have you won a winter bottom, Paddy? Not yet. Not yet. Is that the is that? I'll ask him again in a month and a half. Yeah, I was just um, <laughs> not yeah. I'll uh, I was just sort of thinking off the top of my head. Is that the only major that's eluded you so far, Paddy? Uh, um, I haven't, haven't haven't won the Derby either. I've, I've ran uh, quite a few places in the Derby, but um, yeah, I'd be happy to tick off uh, the winter bottom before the Derby. I'm trying bet. to think of the uh, so it's Poonamoo Kingston Towers most recent, yeah. uh, Gilded Venom most recent railway. Yeah. Yes, and, yeah. the, and Machine Gun Tom. If we see, for your good mate Bernie, if we see Cup Night going past the post in first, am I any, by a length and a half, two lengths, am I any chance of seeing you um, doing your best Mitchie Pateman impersonation, <laughs> standing up in the irons? No, nah, I could never be, never get that carried away. At least that would be for a group one, not a, um, a, a winter listed race. <laughs> Mungrop sprint. Um, <laughs> Uh, 50 plus in the dirt, yeah. <laughs> so you want a you've got a Perth Cup too, Paddy, Latilla Bay as well. So um, yeah, you've been a top jock for a long period of time, um, consistently churning out the winners, ridden a lot of good horses. One horse that you got to uh, have a feel of uh, last Saturday was the uh, Railway Stakes All Star Mile winning Regal Power. What were your thoughts on his first up performance? <clears throat> I'd never sat on him before, but um, obviously, uh, you know, he, he's. Um He's a very good horse, and uh, I think the connections were just happy to see him um, uh, settle well and, and run home well, which he did. And uh, uh, he get, gave me a great feel going to the barriers. Um, uh, Willie Pye gave me quite a few um, 
a bit of an insight into into him. He's, he's quite a tricky horse, um, but we got on well and he ran well. And um, I'm sure that uh, uh, apparently he's pulled up well, and I'm sure that heading heading to where he's heading, he's um, it was a good step in the right direction. Are you going to be able to ride him next start? Are you not sure yet? Yeah, <laughs> uh, there's been no talk of any of this, um, any of his next runs or anything, but. I'm sure if uh, they ask me, I'll be happy to ride him. So Western Empire was uh, was in that race before it was scratched with William Pike on board. Uh, Paddy, seems like you're now sort of second in line, I guess, for the uh, for the Team Williams, Cerise and White Horses. What's it like? Uh, what's it like riding for uh, for uh, for Bob Peters? Um, yeah, I've always got along well with Mr. Peters and. Um, yeah, he, he basically he's not someone that uh, says anything unless it needs to be said. And, no instructions. Uh, he let, uh, pretty much, not mm-hmm. not really. Um, the, the odd one, but there's no um, no great uh, length of instruction. Um, he, he he knows that his jockeys do their form, and and Grant and Alana have obviously got their their say. They say what they think, but uh, he says what needs to be said, and and that's about all. Another trainer that you've had a terrific association with is Alan Matthews. Uh, I think I think I ran into you at an awards night a couple of years ago, and we spoke about the relationship that you have with trainers and how difficult it is to 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 maintain those relationships in the high pressure racing industry. Um, but it seems like you and Alan have a sort of um, like peas and carrots <laughs> in a way. You've been a combination and a team for such a long period of time. What's What's the um, what's the recipe for success for sustaining these these type of friendships and relationships in in the great game, Paddy? No, oh, I guess um, honesty and 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 uh, you know not being afraid to say what you think and um, you know just the being being a team, being part of the team. It uh, it uh, doesn't get done unless you know you're both on the same page. And you know if if I think something needs to be said, I will, and, and he's the same. Um, but uh, I've ridden for him such a long time. I know how he trains, and um, I guess at the end of the day, um, you have a lot more fun if you've got the right cattle, and you get the right cattle, you can get the job done. Excellent. So you're riding two for Alan at Ascot and Saturday Vintage Stock and a horse called Pulton Lassans from uh, having its first start from from New South Wales, a stayer, uh, racing first up over a mile. Paddy... The, the the Ascot, as Terry said at the start, the Ascot Summer Carnival is is what all the jocks look forward to, no doubt. Back at Ascot, the warm weather, the big races. Um, is there any other horses? Uh, you've got your, hopefully your Winterbottom Stakes ride sewn up there with Cup Night. Uh, no doubt there's going to be railway stakes and Kingston Town opportunities and you've got a really good three-year-old in the mix in It's a Raider who's going to shred his stuff in the Belgravia on Saturday. Any other horses that we can we can keep an eye out that you're going to be associated with over the next coming weeks and months? Um, <clears throat> probably uh, uh, one another one of Bernie. She's a charmer. She'll be heading down the uh, the mare's sort of series of those listed races. Um, she'll be heading that way. She's tracking well. She's um, trolled, trolled up good. She just finished right next to Cup Night the other day in a trial, and uh, she'll race next Saturday in a thousand, which probably won't be. Fully suitable to her, but it sort of suits her preparation, and um, she's come back bigger and stronger. And I've got quite an opinion of her too. Excellent, plenty to look forward to. Now, 
Did you did you get an opportunity to listen to your brother Danny in action in the Mastermind quiz last week? I thought that's how you were going to introduce him. We've got, we've got Danny's brother Paddy on the line. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did actually. I listened. I didn't listen to. I listened to last week, and uh, uh, it looked like um, he was under a bit of pressure there when uh, Stewie uh, chimed in with the chili Ford. <laughs> so I think I think he surprised everyone there. Um, so I, was, I thought that was quite humorous and. Um, yeah, but uh, he said he was really nervous. I don't know if he was more nervous about that than uh, what he would be um, before cup night races. I'm not really sure. I'll have to, I'll have to ask him. But, um, yeah, he really enjoyed it. And uh, Did he, su- he, did he surprise his... you, Paddy, with his, uh, with his sharp racing trivia knowledge? Oh, n- not at all. Yeah, not right. Not at all. No, he's, he's hard about the game, that bloke. Yeah. He's still prominent. We had a little Top Gun uh, tip. I'm not sure if you've seen a little Top Gun tipping tournament. We started with over 106 people. 106, I think 106 yeah. tipsters in Western Australia, and Danny's down in the final 20. So. Uh, yeah, he didn't tell me about that. He kept that pretty quiet. Yeah, no, he, he doesn't probably want to put the mocker on himself, yeah. I think. But, uh, yeah, I guess so, yeah. We've got one of the young blokes from uh, WA Racing, Tommy Johnston, who's a up-and-coming young tipster, and I think he's only about 20, 21, isn't he, Tommy? Mm. Uh, so we, we've got a bit of uh, a bit of youth taking him on today, but, um, yeah, I reckon Danny's going in favour, isn't he, Beach? Yeah, well, I, th- I imagine Danny's sort of breadth and yeah. length of uh, racing knowledge might have Tommy covered, but it should be should be a good contest. Paddy, mate, we can't we won't keep you much longer. Thanks heaps for coming on the one one, even though it's taken a long time for us to get you on the show. Uh heaps look forward to it's a ray day, sad day, cup night in the in the winter bottom and uh plenty of big races coming up as well. Ascot's uh, your time to shine, Paddy, and uh good luck over the coming weeks and months. Thanks boys. Appreciate you having me on and all the best and uh doing a great job. Cheers. Thanks, Paddy. Appreciate it. Thanks, Paddy. Okay, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview Belgravia Stakes Day. BJ Ryan and Terry Layton, we're teaming up to record episode 99 of the 1-1, your WA Racing podcast. It's just after 12 noon on Thursday, the 21st of October. What's happening today, Terry? We've got Geraldton, Crayfish Coast, Ascot Saturday, Collie Cup Day, Laverton Cup Day this Saturday, and then we move to the Avon Valley for Northern Cup oh. Day this Sunday. Are we there? Dig deep. Dig deep. Drawn well. All the fancies drawn off. Who, who's who? Clint. Chikes first up with Royal Command. Interesting Royal Command. Yeah. Last couple of years has been spelled end of December. Comes back about this time. So it's not unusual to have 10 months off. So I think Royal Command, um, yeah, Royal Command, Captain Chaos, tell him we're coming. Hopefully it doesn't buck. Uh, for their sake, um, and yeah, Strongfield. That's funny. Yeah, living the dream. Uh, blinkers back on, back with Lindsay. Cracking little Northern Cup. With yeah. we, I genuinely thought we were going start for the fry. The Hannah's start the fry. Yeah, it's start the fry is just going super. So I, I thought we were going for not a a cheap one, but I thought we were going for a, a quieter. You know, it's mm. uh, no, nah, but it's a uh, yeah, no nah, little. Uh, I guess who's drawing white again? Yeah, it looks gold. It looks gold as well. That's it, not impossible. So interesting how it plays. It'll be thirty six degrees that day. So I'm allowing for a um, a rail on speed track with the with the temperature cooker turned up. But um, who knows? Good luck. Dig Thank deep. you. Thank you. Did that on one. Um, stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the Market City Meets Get Out Stakes competition, and we have uh, our carryover champion in the Mastermind, Danny. Carberry. We've just had Paddy Carberry on. We've got Danny Carberry returning to try and make it win number two against one of the young guns, one of the more uh, 
self-confident man in the business. Uh, good lad he is too. Tommy Johnston. So I'm looking forward to that little battle. Tommy J, the youth, versus uh, versus Danny Danny Carberry, who dug deep last week to get the chockies over Stewie D. The experience of Carberry mm. versus the uh, youthful exuberance of Tommy Johnston. It's going to be a cracking clash Certainly in Mastermind 2.0. Now, Betfair Edge, what's happening this Friday, Terry. Uh, we're back on on air. Oh, we were on air last week. Miles has been in um, has been in lockdown Switzer. somewhere. So yeah, Spitzner, Spitzner has been uh, I think lockdown he's in, somewhere. He's in Adelaide now. That's his hometown. Yeah, he's, yep, yep, yep. So he's back there now. So I'm not sure he's back in the studio yet. But mm -hmm. um, uh, no, excited about uh, doing that. But uh, the previews are back for this week until at least kicks in town week. So uh, if you want to enjoy the written word, um, that'll be back on the hub. <laughs> that'll be back on the hub as of um, Friday morning, I think, at about 9, 10 a.m. So already written half. Have you started? Yeah, I've done about half of it. It's just, yeah, I just, just geez, I've set myself a task, I do. Or, the, is it flowing? Is it? Uh, not really, you know? no, not really. But anyway, I reckon we might have a few winners this week, which is good. Okay. So plenty happening. I think uh, we're really looking forward to getting stuck into this Belgravia Stakes Day mm. program, Terry. Let's rock and roll. Let's do it. Okay, so... We had a discussion on WhatsApp during the week. The rail position is in the 11 meters, which is exactly where it was on Wednesday. And uh, for the abandoned or for the so for the rescheduled or the the moved Ascot meeting, they ended up at Northern. So I imagine they probably thought the smart thing was just to leave the track alone, leave the rail where it is. Uh, I imagine that wasn't their initial predicted rail position for Belgravia Stakes Day, but it is in the 11 and a bit of warm weather today, warm weather tomorrow, warm weather on Saturday and hopefully we can get a, a drying surface after the heavy rain that we encountered on Tuesday. Yeah, what have you allowed for pattern-wise? Uh, I'm, I'm looking for a bit of cover mostly. Um, yeah, me but, too. Uh, yeah, I'd never really go in there with too many preconceived ideas See, to see how it rolls early, but 11, 11, 11 metres, so feels feels a little bit like the leaders aren't going to get hugely advantage, I wouldn't have thought. Yeah, who knows? I mean, uh, yeah, who knows? I ran into Crip earlier at the TAB, the Totalizer Agency Board, and um, he was of the opinion 11 metres plays semi on pace. But, yeah, my my data from last season, um, the first four meetings at 9, 11, 14, 14, or something around those numbers, uh, all played you wanted to cover or to be yep. off pace. At nine metres first up this time round, it was that day where um, leaders really battled, um, especially later in the day. So, yeah, I think it might be a nice day to have some cover, but, um, yeah, there is a, a lack of confidence early in the Ascot track. But um, just maps. Just do your maps. Soft five? Yeah, at worst. Yeah. It's been it's soft seven at the time of recording mm. at about midday on Thursday. There's not another drop of rain to come, so you'd like to think soft five at worst should be fine. Yeah, I agree. So I think it'll be a nice fair day. You, you can if you've got some speed in the race and you like one that's going to settle rear wood, don't be afraid to hop in because I reckon you can make some ground. Okay, all right, let's do it. Race one, Irish Day Plate for the two rods over one thousand meters, the second juvenile event. To be sure, to be season. sure, to be sure. There's a bit of Guinness flowing. Do they have Guinness on tap on no. Irish Day? I wish they did. I'm a massive Guinness fan. What are they? What are the What are the Irish folk going to get stuck into out there? That's I reckon they'll find something. Yeah, I reckon they won't go thirsty. Yeah, I reckon they'll go okay. Yeah, it's always a big day. I used to love the Irish days at Belmont. They used to be big, big days. Yeah, no, no, no. no I do remember those. I didn't did enjoy those days. They've shifted out to Ascot, but yeah, mm. thousand uh, meters. Yeah, Irish Day Plate, a horse I wanted to ask you about, BJ. First of all, the pronunciation. Second of all, uh, the trials and uh, the fact that we're seeing this bloke three times, th bloke, yeah, three times in the space of two weeks, mm. which is 
sort of abnormal, I'd suggest, for a youngster. Uh, number four, Snowdome. Snowdome. Oh, it's pretty now. <laughs> How do I have any problems with that? I thought it was snowed on me or something. <laughs> I'm, yeah. Hang on, you got me thinking now. No, it's not. It's Snowdome. <laughs> what have I done there? I literally was thinking about that. It was a long night of form and I did this race last. I did the two-year-olds last. So, um, dearie me, just you start talking. Snowdome. Uh, pretty impressive top. Very nice. Mm. Expensive yearling too. It was 180. 180. Yeah. It's a full two. What's that horse Harrison's? Is it Pixie Chick? Mm -hmm. Pixie Chicks won a two-year-old race last year. Did it right. I think ran in the. Miss Lewa by a lip. In yes. the uh, supremacy. That's right. So mm -hmm. full to uh, that particular runner, Pixie okay. Chicks. Um, had a 400-meter trial on the 11th of October. Did you like when Chrissy gave it a hit yep. that day? Yeah. How was the response? Yeah. Instant. That was that was something, wasn't it? Like really, yeah, wow. There was no way, no chance of winning that trial. And, um, yeah, I think Chris got a bit of a surprise himself when it sort of responded to that. Said, oh, you want me to Just go faster? Looks, okay. a, looks a cracking tire. Yeah. Can't take much from that recent trial. And But the thing is, like, it was over the 9.50. The rest were over the 9.30 for the day. If you sort of equate the times to it, it's times were better than a lot of the older horses. But also this this was on the normal trial track. The other horse, the 9.30s were around the back. That was that was the, the difference. Uh, the two, This two-year-old... 950 was on the normal Lark Hill trial track. Okay. The, the, all the other 930s were down the back straight, which was interesting. So the thing that I liked about Snowdome in this uh, in that 950 Lark Hill on the on the standard surface, 5606. Unless mm. the barriers are in the wrong wrong position, that's very fast that's time, yeah. uh, for a two year old uh, Lark Hill, and just glided under very little pressure from Chris Parnham. Just looked like a horse to me, Snowdome. So, um, yeah, so obviously he's got to come to race day, gate one, a bit of pressure, a bit of an early burn. There's a bit of speed engaged, as you can imagine, in this 1,000-meter two-year race. He'll have it back for the first time, I reckon, and that's, that's, okay. the big, that's the big concerning part for me is you don't know how a horse is going to handle. Uh, having to probably have – and it'd probably be one of Jordan's pair. Jordans tend to go very quick. Uh, they look like they jump and run. Um, may well be rev it up as well, but mm. it, it could be one of Jordan's pair who may be sort of paddling a little bit of a way out. So there's also the potential for traffic issues, but um, yeah, impressive looking type, wasn't it? Very impressive. So the, the way that you can either go here is with the, <clears throat> if you're going to back yourself in with Snowdome just from the trials and just the quality that that horse uh, appeared to ooze through the screen, or you go for the race experience duo pot shot, Costa's Crown, who Quinella the initial plate two weeks ago. I can't. I don't think Costas Crown can possibly win it from the barrier. I don't see how it turns. Like, Nucky gave that a 10 out of 10 last week, and Potshot did everything wrong and still sort of held it pretty well on the line. Yeah. The thing is, how does, I just don't see how you get Costas into a winning spot. When I look at that race and I look at a horse like Cosmopolitan do you Girl, think, do you think Costas, jumped first and yeah. was snagged to last. Yeah. It can settle on their settle on their asses, rev it up. Dion, I mean, Ian Gladding, the foreman from last week, so there's not much between him yeah. and Potshot. Um, and the reason they scratched it because they didn't want three in the race and it was drawn the widest. So, um, Rev it up has gone back and had another trial since yep. that scratching. The as well. desert, the desert fox was held up the entire that trial. Now that, that late, that was a line. good trial. That was a good trial. I'm just a bit burnt because last week I hopped into Neville Parnham's two year old or uh, fortnight ago, and um, it was the first horse beaten. Um, but can't be gun shy because of that. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a cracking race. I, I rode my thing. It wouldn't surprise me if any of the nine get mm. the job done. Well, it would surprise me if a couple of them got it done. But I don't think it's impossible that any of the nine can win. I actually thought Costas Crown had a couple of excuses the other day. Mm -hmm. Just go, I feel like it pot shot running off and doing what it did it's impacted Costas Crown ability to work into the race between the six and the 
four or six yeah. and three. There was a lot of speed in a race with that much speed. I think it's always nicer to be held up yeah. and then popping out. Like that's what I. That's why Potshot's win was for me, and even that a little bit more impressive because it's had to go wide and had to, and it's obviously hung out and done a lot of. Um, a lot wrong from sort of the 600 onwards yeah. on a hot tempo. It wasn't just a slow tempo where it's parked up wide and we, we see horses win parking deep on slow tempo. So, um, yeah, just, uh, yeah, impressive. So it's just cost, I don't know, do they do they just ride dead cold and go back to last from seven because there's a bit of speed in this? Yeah. I'm not sure. Um, I, th- I think so. I, I, they have to run dead cold, but I think they, they won't be as they won't be terribly aggressive from there. I just like Snowdome. I just like liked its four hundred meter trial. Like I liked its Lark Hill trial. Snowdome, me, Sodom, me, and um, uh, just from gate one, I think it, I think it's going to be able to let the speed come across, cross it. And as Terry said, it's just a matter of whether this horse gets the, the galloping room. And if it does, I think it can uh, it can take the gaps and and um, Win, yeah, Snowdome on top. I'm 370 Snowdome. It's price in these races is pretty mad, in yeah. all fairness. But I'm $9, my lovely pet, and it's the one I'm going to put in for second. I'm going to suggest waiting for Betfair, having something on late on Betfair. Go back to the trial, 28, 9, 21 over 400. Felt it was a nicer trial than Potshot. Mm-hmm. It's been educated with two more trials since. Thought they were cracking trials. And I, I reckon Jason wrote it like he had something in the shed. Mm. Um, backs up from the Monday, but I don't mind that when it's uh, just the 400 metres. Uh, the shades were on in the trials. They're on here. Um, it's a sticky gate, but this will, it's currently nearly 20 bucks. I reckon on Betfair it probably goes around longer. And I think my lovely pet, from what I saw, I think it might be a nice type and it can run you a race. So I'll be um, backing Snowdome um, and having something on my lovely pet. I was $4 Snowdome. So yeah, it's about four fifty five bucks at the moment. So a bit of support early today. Mm. What did, what did it go up? Uh, Brad went up. I think everyone went up about six, six, okay. six five fifty six. So uh, I think it's natural support though for a horse. It's one its trials in an aesthetically pleasing manner like that. And I, I mean, personally, I look at purchase prices mm. um, as well. I think that that's important early doors. And uh, it was a uh, yeah, hundred eighty k, probably hundred eighty k better spent than escalating. So, <laughs> so hundred eighty k. <laughs> oh All right, race two, the Tap Touch West Speed Platinum Handicap, fifteen hundred meters. Uh, these can be quite sticky kind of races sometimes, mm. these uh, these Westby Platinums. Guru? Yeah, I always look for a horse that I think is ready to win and yeah. n- none of these are screaming at you like they're ready to win. So uh, four chances for mine, BJ. I think it's probably worth just touching on all of the four quickly and for me it's going to be price orientated and going from there. Um, horse number one, our idol, uh, who I know you've got on top mm-hmm. uh, on your leg up. I can see that. Uh, I thought our idol, it's run um, – the Ladies' Day Cup with Jet Stanley was a far better run than it looks on uh, paper. It actually ran nearly an identical last 200 to Savinick, who um, would probably be more renowned for its closing splits, even though it's a young horse. Um, so I think that shows that it was a really nice first up run. Just couldn't lift its legs for Jet. Uh, it's never really had that issue in the past. So I'm not worried that's going to be something that occurs again. I think Holly from the wide gate, no issue with the 59, carries weight continuously throughout her career with success. Um, I think from the wide gate, rolls across and probably hops in the breeze. Um, call again is going super uh, went seven lengths quicker than benchmark last start went eight lengths slower than benchmark just getting a bit confused with the potential speed with our idol um, and there was one under other underneath who will kick out Castillo BJ. De Castillo De Lago is a possibility look they may not even they may end up in the 1-1 here um, all going well for call again but if not uh, I like Mitchie Pateman going on this type of horse uh, it should suit it's just whether it's had one too many um, that's a question I don't think we'll know until they race. Castillo del Largo has probably got the best top end form, but 
31 days between runs. Been a little bit disappointing um, last couple. And then you got Sweet Strawberry, who, with the pattern of the day and the way we're expecting it to play, Sweet Strawberry is the one that should probably park in about sixth and coming over him. I think the 1500 will be right on Sweet Strawberry's limit. And yes. the last start I thought was just fair. thought Pike gave it a 10 and I thought it was just fair to the line. So, really? Um, thought it was, I thought it was okay, but just fair. Like I, if I saw a little bit more flashing lights, I, I would have probably opted in. But, um, yeah, that's that's basically the, the four that I think can win the race. I'm playing on prices. I'm 380 Sweet Strawberry, 410 call again. Uh, 550 Castillo del Lago on about the same price, our idol. Actually, thought our idol might be a bit better than what we're currently, mm. um, what is currently available, Terry. I thought I just thought our. Idol, I thought it would be the bet too. Yeah, I thought our idol was just the best horse in the race, and as you said, Terry, that first up Ladies' Day Cup run at Northern was was pretty good under the circumstances, especially if you dig into the the last six hundred micro sort of splits there. Very similar to Savinik, who went out, came out and won midweek the other day. Um, our idol was just competed in better races than this. Yep. Uh, and it's, it's, it's just a better horse on speed it's as just, well. Yeah, so uh, Holly Watson goes on board. I think the Castillo de Lago and Call Again can combine for a genuine tempo, which suits a horse of quality like, like our idol. And um, he'll, she'll – Breeze? Uh, Potentially, yeah, or it just depends what call one, I get. One. Just to, yeah, jam it in there. Can we, can we do that? Lago hasn't been jumping though, yeah. so there's a big chance that it lands behind and call again leads our idle breeze. I didn't know call again was slow away the other day, and it's it's interesting because they went so fast two starts ago, then it felt like there was a bit of an overcorrection last, last 14 length overcorrection last start, and it was just photo the whole way, just yeah, yeah, just so. It's going to be interesting to see what Mitchell, what the connections are thinking, whether they just think, you know, why don't we just lead and see what happens, or do they try and rate it? And so I reckon by rating it at this stage of its prep, I think it just wants to run now. So... Um, <laughs> There's four horses in the market, and they're the four horses, aren't they? Yeah. 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 What price you are idle for those considering me a bit like I was I was thinking I was going to get like about seven dollars yeah. so well, we discussed potentially double figures might be on offer and yeah. I think 365 who obviously don't count because they're not real they did go up 11 but um look I'm yeah I, I love saying it and this is one of those races I'll be monitoring bet fair back in a drifter I'm probably not that keen to still at El Largo probably one it'd have to drift pretty wildly to consider but yeah our idols one who knows if there's good money call again or, or sweet strawberry with pikey on um our idols one that might creep out to high single figures Horse to follow out of this race. It's not a race particularly this Saturday, but Lady Duckworth thinks she's a stayer that's going to win, win her share of races moving forward. Mm. And uh, Darren Taylor does a good job with his horses. So Lady Same Duckworth does. running on, keep an eye on, on her moving forward in the preparation. But from a tipping point of view, our idol hopefully can uh, ease its way out in the market closer to more double figures and that'll get me. Nearly pulled off a little sting on a Darren Taylor runner yesterday, BJ, on a little Evelina. It was 61s into 14s and um, I reckon if it doesn't get held up for the first half of the straight, it probably wins the race against Magnificent Andy. So just wanted to share that with you. That's, that's pretty irrelevant. Just wanted to share it. Did you go each way? Yeah, I did go each way on that rare occasion. I actually went place heavy because uh, I did think Magnificent Andy was the, the likely winner. Um, but, yeah, nearly pulled one off at a price. Would have been nice. Would have been, been delicious. Whispering. <laughs> Race number three, tab touch, Betty or bet, handicap. Delicious. Um, speaking of that as well, next week I'm doing the take on Brad. Have I, have I mentioned that? No. Oh, I wanted to talk about the take on Brad. Uh, so next week, hey, Tap Touch, Betty, your best. Take on 
bruh. So well. We- <laughs> Gee whiz. That's enough coffee. Uh, I think we need to um, – uh, we'll, we'll chuck a post up maybe on the Tuesday or the Wednesday. Oh, I will. I'll chuck a tweet up on the Tuesday or the Wednesday. But next week, to celebrate our 100th episode, and we're going to have Brad on soon. I think he's got clearance. So we actually are allowed to have Brad on in the early 100s. He'll be on. Um, Brad, uh, for those Brad, that don't know, Brad, Brad McManus, McManus does the odds for Tab Touch. They go up at about 8 a.m. on a Thursday morning. We love taking him on. We love having a bet with him. Um, and we love taking the mickey out of him. But he's been in good nick recently. Um, I will, for every race next week, to celebrate our 100th episode, to celebrate uh, a bit of fun we had with Brad, the price that I think he's got wrong in each race, I'll put up as a Betfair lay for one hour after the race, well, until 9 o'clock, after, the, after all his markets are up. So every single race, the one that's the biggest differential to my market, I'll chuck up as a lay. So there'll be nine lays going up next Thursday morning okay. just to give myself another task. <laughs> I haven't, uh, haven't got enough happening. So, um, yeah, so we'll uh, add a bit of interest there and chuck see, if, see up, if people chuck, can take my chuck money. Chuck something up tonight when the podcast comes out. Get a bit of mo- yeah. I might even I might even wait till next. So it's closer to people have got short memories. You reckon? I don't yeah, know. You can, you can double down. Yeah, get get a bit of it. So take on Brad. Take Terry, on Brad. Terry, Terry Terry's Terry. Take on Brad. Terry, take on Brad. Yeah. Okay. He'll have, and it'll probably be him taking all me because if he's doing the prices, it'll probably be him having a bet with me. Yeah. If I'm chucking them up overs, yeah, he'll be he'll be having a bet with me. So that's on the Betfair Exchange. Yeah, it is. Mm. Betfair.com.au. Good tool for punning. Race three, the tab touch. Better your bet. Bet, bet, bet. Handicap over the 1,600 metres. Pure devotion. Are we, are, are, we, oh, are we? This is just a, this is just a, <laughs> I can't do that noise, but dearie me, I have not seen many better things on paper. Um, yeah, very excited here. We're up to the mile, VJ, and I don't think the mile suits um, probably the, the next couple mm-hmm. uh, in line. Pure devotion first up. Watch the last 100 metres. Like, it was just something, wasn't it? Yeah. I, and this... I'm sure you'll disagree, and I don't think I'll find too many that will agree. I think Pure Devotion wins the race. He doesn't get held up. I, she was going that well. I reckon she would have gone three to their one late, and I reckon she gets them right like by lip on the line. I genuinely believe she wins that race. So the way she, but even prior to that, had to stop and change course. Yeah. Pikey did. No, that, that's that's the moment I'm talking about. Not, yeah, yeah, she didn't. It, it was completely uninterrupted yeah, yeah. in the straight. She gets them last start. So uh, up to the 1600. The map's a little bit sticky here, Beige, because you've got from the widest gates, um, sorry, from second widest gate, there's a chance we'll come and land outside a big screen. I think they'll sit on on red alert here. Yeah. Uh, I think they'll be aware they've got a pretty I, sharp horse. I can't front. believe on, on red alert. Beaten two lengths. Leather hands. Hands. Yeah, beaten two. Good on them. Um, it's still nommed for the Northern Cup. I should double-check that. It's probably out of the race now. Um, you've then got Alden and Bragwell. They've got pretty good gate speed from two and three. Speed Dream's 1,200 to 1,600, which is going to be everyone's query. It's it's super. If it handles the rise to a mile, it, it can definitely mm. win the race too. But um, that means for me, Pikey on pure devotion, <clears throat> excuse me, he has to just ride her cold. Uh, if he tries to find a spot, there's a big chance he's three wide no cover because they all want the same spot, if that makes sense. So he just needs to ride her cold um, and just have the stay of Poulton LaSant as the only horse behind her. Mm-hmm. That's my thought process here. I'm 225, pure devotion. Um, second up last campaign, she was stiff not to be a Saleh. I should have done it. Third up, she should have been Saleh. Like, dear mate, she's a proper top liner. And if she wins one, like this is a 60-plus, a pretty lowly 60-plus, right? It is. If she yeah. won... Those races, don't get me wrong, she picked up points for all the places she ran. If she won those races, she's racing in 72 pluses now. That's the thing. But because she didn't win those, she was unlucky not to win the 1,000 guineas and unlucky not to win the Natasha. She now gets to race in 60 pluses with winnable weights. So mm-hmm. I reckon she's 20 points from being at her Yeah, peak. well, I mean, if she's she, a Perth Cup horse. How far did she fall short in the Oaks? It was 
Uh, Close, was it? I can't remember the Oaks. Yeah. Well, I can remember the Oaks. Remember that was the mixed feelings. I think, we, Oaks. I think I watched it alongside you, actually. Yeah. I didn't know what to do after the race because obviously I. Everyone was slapping you on the back. Yeah, but I don't know. If Pure Devotion got in front of Lunar Impact, yeah. then I would have slapped myself probably on a few places. <laughs> <laughs> so, further to your point, had Pure Devotion's head been uh, just a slightly bit bigger she'd be like an 80 rater sort of yeah thing. she would have so, copped yeah. another yeah at least another five six seven points yeah and, and she'd be wouldn't be able to race in this grade um unless she had an apprentice on probably yeah so, so she's playing with house money a little bit so yeah. in terms <coughs> well of said. in terms of quality pure devotion just looks set up for her second up at the mile the the peter's progression first up to P-P. second up is uh is a huge factor in wa racing and uh yeah big screen that I, I i think I think the thing that brings pure devotion unstuck sometimes is walk and sprints. However, with big screen and there's, there's a, chance. a chance sort of rolling, I'm predicting genuine sort of even tempo throughout that allows pure devotion to get into a rhythm, use her stamina, get over the top of them like confident. If it plays <clears throat> the way we're expecting and you can make some ground as well, that'll obviously work right into her uh, work right into her wheelhouse. So I'm two dollars twenty five, uh, two dollars twenty, sorry, and I could not have got her any longer. That was me getting her as long as I could. So she's three bucks at the time of recording. That's a um, I'm very very happy to be on. Okay, I wasn't that bullish. I'm two eighty, but yeah, Terry's I'm pretty I'm bullish I'm today. Starting to wind, is, didn't I've got yeah. <laughs> this is just warming up as well. I'm pretty <laughs> bullish in this card, so. Um, yeah, 280, 220, split the middle. Anything yeah. above 250 is a bet. A lot of people think that Bragwell was unlucky the other day and he was. However, I didn't think he made I, an impression. I, do you reckon? I don't think he made a huge impression on the line. Yeah, I thought he was pretty know. good. For me, if, if it's only got length and a half, two lengths on pure devotion on the turn, it's not enough. To- yeah, it sort of had to come back and around. Brad, Brad Ruwilla sort of, sort of almost – Sucked Sean McGrady in to try to get up underneath him mm. on Big Butterboom. Then he couldn't get, he couldn't push, couldn't shift Big Butterboom, who's a big horse. So he had to come back and around. But my point was going to be is that I feel as though 1400 is more his sweet spot, Bragwell. So the mile, even though he's going to get a soft run from two, I think the mile might just seem out from a, from um, from that point of view. So the the really sh- and then Speed Dream, as you mentioned, twelve hundred to sixteen hundred meters yep. second up. I like we like Speed Dream as a horse. However, pure devotion. Genuine mile, isn't it? Yeah, it feels as though she's got the quality to. Uh, I think she'll be too good. I agree yeah. with Terry. Okay, and good luck to Nick Carapalotti with his first trainer in town. Brings there's a chance. Who is uh, goes forward, runs bold races, nice and fit. Um, Tell us yeah. about Nick Carapalotti. Do you know good. much about him? I uh, I met him last year at. Uh, he works for the Fernie Yard. Ah, right. um, got his license. And he's doing great things down yeah. there. He, there's a chance. One at about two hundred to one with Christo on and. Uh, He's had a few other winners as well, and he's um, yeah trying to build his little team. And he's a very uh, entertaining lad, uh, Nick Carapalotti. I'm a, I'm a big fan. Got a lot of time for him. So uh, yeah, good luck to the big fella on uh, on Saturday. First Metro runner for mm-hmm. for Nick. So good luck. Race four is the speaking of Guinness. It's the Guinness yeah, handicap. Maybe the they black are. stuff. Maybe they are. Got a bit of Guinness on course yeah, if, as if they're so. sponsoring the day. They so. might get me out there if so. 2,150 metre middle distance contest this. Uh, no metro win last year, handicap. It's a 58 plus um, with mm. a 55 kilo minimum. I thought there's a thought. I thought there's a thought. Was uh, really impressive in her maiden victory, even though it was just a mile maiden at Northam and it was Chrissy Parnham lobbed in the 1 1, but she stretched out late and then. Frank that and took it took I suppose took a leap forward with a dominant 1800 meter win for Kesh Duran midweek on the 13th of October. 
She steps into this company off a uh, off a 10-day break. Chris Parnham goes back on. Uh, I'm liking, there's a thought, stepping up to the middle distance. Red hot Dan Morton Yard as well. Yeah, there's many things to like here. I'm, the price is probably the biggest one, but um, there's a thought. Uh, Danny Morton threw in the Oaks and she was pretty much uncompetitive, but I, I just gives you an idea. They've obviously bought this uh, So You Think Mare to get out over a journey and she just clearly wasn't mature and ready. But if you look at all her runs this time in, she's run second to Let's Deal, who should have won a Saturday race, probably was stiff behind Red 53. Mm-hmm. Second to Zadar Rock, and that was a day where if you were – and that was from Barry Nine again, if you're on the right the track, yeah. rail hot, hot, yeah. hot. The win over my hidden gem, as you said, was really nice, really nice piece of riding from Chrissy Parnham from as well. Nine, yeah, yeah. And then Cash Duran, that was a really nice piece of riding again as well on a day that suited. But uh, the way she won, to me, you look at this field and there aren't many that have got much upside and she's got a stack of it. She's a so you think mare who's gone 14, 16, 18, improving with each run, 2150. You should have no doubt, <clears throat> excuse me, that she's going to handle the 2150. Um, I just, I, in a race where vintage stocks off a month, Mrs. Adele, they've put the apprentice on. I presume they feel like she's at her limits. Um, she won the worst race of all time last start. So they've put the apprentice on, Mrs. Adele. Uh, who else? Antique Jewel is, that's dispersal. Accelerate. So over it, yeah. Ex- Antique Jewel is half the price of theirs, I thought. I know there's a five kilo swing. Um, but it was a class difference last start. Antique Jewel had the back of there's a thought. I just think Antique Jewel's- The thing that I liked on the on the rewatch was Antique, Pikey was like, okay, I'm going to go put some pressure on yeah. there's a thought. And they basically straightened up alongside each other with Pikey keeping Kestra on really tight. And so they were level pegging, balancing up at the Ascot straight. And there's a thought put 2.6 lengths on it. On the line, yeah, was, and and yeah, five kilos is is significant, but it was just the way that that horse just sort of lengthened and covered the ground and. Mong Tong, Mong Kong was in front, kicked clear, and there's a thought just chewed it up and elevens to fives. Who's that? Mong Kong, another <laughs> another sad tale. So Our, it's each way price. <laughs> so yeah, I I think that antique jewel, the weight swing will be a factor from a market point of view and from form students wanting to who who are sensitive to that stuff but to the eye i thought there's a thought was just way too good and i i'm predicting there's a thought will be even better stretched out to the 2150 yeah. as well i think antique jewel's getting out to the 2150 because it's like well she's no good and well, she's not blinkers off yeah after a there's a lot of a lot of tinkering distancing and gear and whatnot the big worry for there's a thought is the gate in a race devoid of speed um accelerate could get to the top and the money came last start wildly i don't know how we all made it la of the day and um yeah it was gone on the turn but it is a horse that can improve sharply probably needed the run um gets a really good time out in front here accelerates so the best of accelerate it's going to be yeah. very hard to catch. Very, very hard to catch. Poor, um, poor Ascot record accelerate. Seven starts for no, yeah, never been no placed. top yep. three finishes. Exactly yeah. right. So I just think, but the three dollars ten is what. Well, I mean, my plan on this race was accelerate will be six, seven bucks, and mm. I'll save because um, I don't think there's any other winners. But with there's a thought, I think Chrissy Parnham will probably try to find a spot. I don't think he'll just drop it out. I think he'll try and find a spot. So you're going to need a good steer early from Chrissy Parnham. And if yeah. he finds cover close enough to him, um, yeah, it's one. I'm $3.20, there's a thought, BJ. And, yeah, I unashamedly took the five bucks this morning before it went up. 850 elsewhere. <laughs> so not for I, I can only get a very small amount at the five bucks. I was um, uh, I was I was with you. But, I was taking but, fours. But, I'd be happy taking mid fours. Not like. as staunch. I'm four dollars, flat four dollars. Yeah, well that's yeah. yeah, there you go. So I think between us, that's a big overs at the seven dollars currently. That's a really, really could be could be top so gun. I think it was eight fifty. Could be top bucks. gun areas. Yeah, you've also with the toppy though, you gotta this will this will be firm. Has, it was firm. It has to be firm, yeah. If this was gonna be a um 
Yeah, no, I was going to make a joke. We should have tipped Accelerate to keep our top. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm hoping that the big money comes as a thought and late Accelerate gets to five bucks, which is not really the pattern Accelerate goes in betting wise, is it? Outwards. Um, but yeah, geez, I, I struggle to find a, a third selection. So there's a thought. Uh, I was only semi keen because uh, I expected it to be four bucks. Um, but at the price, I'm very keen. Seven dollars. Giddy up. Giddy up. Seven, eight bucks. Giddy up. Let's, uh, let's get stuck in. There's a thought on uh, race four of the day. Terry, let's take a break. Come it's back. Time. Mastermind 2.0, Danny Carberry versus Tommy Johnston. Okay, it's now time for the WA Racing uh, Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind competition. That's right, that Terry. Was smooth, wasn't yeah, it? Very yeah, very smooth. Very smooth. Uh, the Mundaring has been the heart of the hills since 1899, located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring. I was up there a couple of weekends ago on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Delicious feed, just uh, soaking up the uh, the family atmosphere upon Butchie's oh, big deck. There are many better atmospheres. It was mint, yeah. So uh, feed, flutter, frothies, all happening up at the Mundaring. If you are in the neighbourhood, drop in. Say good day to Ian Butchie O'Connor, the publican. Let him know you listen to the one one, and he'll look after you, hundred percent. Danny Carberry, he was uh, first up last Thursday. He claimed his very first mastermind victory. It was a thriller over Stewie Divertini. I uh, it went. It was a nail biter that one. This week, Danny takes on the youth of WA Racing Rising Star, Tommy Johnston. Tommy, terrific to have you back on the one one, mate. No, thank you for having me on. Tommy, uh, how do you uh, you can you can tip a few winners, you can back a few winners, but what's your uh, what's your racing knowledge like? What's your uh, what's your your quiz? Uh, I can't get my words out properly. What I'm trying to say. What's your what's your knowledge of racing? Is it just apart from what's to come? Have you got any? Uh, have you got a brain? Is what I'm asking. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, generally one in one ear out the other at, at times, but you know, I dare say I rate myself. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's set himself for this. He's, so, so he's not a man short of confidence, Tommy. So, uh, Tommy and Danny, just to paint a picture here, one uh, uh, one studio headquarters. Terry's holding two dogs it's, at the moment yeah. while while attempting to be a quiz master. So it's hard uh, work. Hey, we're uh, the, the new the new setup is uh, we've got a few teething issues, mm. but uh, but we're just going to keep rolling. We're going to roll with it. What do they say? Never work with children or animals, something like that. So we'll both. We'll do. We'll do. Uh, we'll see what the best that we can do. Now, good luck, Tommy. But we better get the champ on the mastermind, the current mastermind, Danny Carberry. Welcome back to the show. Morning, lads. Good to be back. Danny, it is great to have you back on. As we just uh, touched on before, we had uh, we had Paddy on the show earlier, which was a uh, a tremendous chat. The car the Carberry double today. I like it. How's the um, the nerves a little bit more um, subdued now? I think once you get one out, the yeah, middle, it's, it's, like, it's like walking out to the middle in a cricket game. You, you're nervous at first, and you put one out of the middle. You put it through the covers. You're on four runs. Yeah. Oh, if I get out now, who cares? I'm not. It's not a dark. So that's all right. <laughs> Yeah, I only played a handful of games of serious cricket, mate, and uh, never never got one out of the middle. So I don't know what, <laughs> <laughs> don't know what that feels like. Danny, how has it felt um, being the uh, well, being the mastermind, the West Australian mastermind for the week? Has it had your routine changed? Have you had to avoid certain places to avoid scrutiny? Um, yeah, how's, how's the last seven days been for you? Uh, yeah, trying to keep it on the uh, on a bit of a low profile, mate, just to. You know, not let the nerves get the better of me like it did last week. But, uh, <laughs> nah, got that out of the way anyway. Probably should have gone in with a trial just to get the butterfly. <laughs> but, uh, 
And I think no, nah, I've been look, been looking forward to it. I think I know you're still alive, Tommy. Are you still in the top twenty? You're he's still 20th. in the top twenty, aren't he's you? Twentieth, just snuck 20th. in. Oh, I reckon he's a dangerous oh. man to be twentieth. Hey, uh, where's Danny? Where are you in the pecking order at the moment? Uh, about. 16th, I think. Hang on, all, 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 all four of us are in the yeah. top 20. Yeah. I like that. Where yeah. are you, Beach? About 10th, 11th? I'm 10th, yeah. The 10th, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. interesting spot. Well, it's, I think it's time to I don't know about start. you, Tommy, but I'm feeling the pressure on that one. I think we have to come out swinging this week. <laughs> oh, I think it's time to have a go, isn't it? How Chrissy Olsen's a mile in front. Oh, he's I reckon it's, it. yeah, there's too much. Even last week, I thought there was too much safe betting from a lot of people. I reckon it's time to have a go because he's, um, what's he, 600 bucks ahead of second? Oh, he's. Crushing it, yeah. Crushing so we're not we're not in this to run second, are we? No, we'll we're get- in this. I think Tommy, you're you're either running twentieth or first, surely. That's the plan. <laughs> I imagine twentieth. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've got the money on twentieth. Yeah. <laughs> Taking the dollar twenty. All right, fellas, we, let's get rolling on this uh, edition of the Mundaring Hotel <laughs> WA Racing Mastermind. Danny Carberry, Tommy Johnson, your names are your buzzers, and to be crowned this week's mastermind, you'll need to be the first to answer three questions correctly. Okay. Yep. Challenger, are you ready? Ready. Mastermind, are you ready? Now ready. Three, two, one. Who am I? I was considered one of the brightest young apprentices 12 years ago with weight issues ending my time in the saddle prematurely. I rode 97 winners in my brief riding career with the last- Danny. Danny. Uh, Aaron Mitchell? No, it's not Aaron Mitchell. Oh, Tommy, you get the full uh, the full set here. Okay. With the last bring aboard, the Alan Matthews trained Rocky Range in 2012. My mother continues to train horses, and I followed her down that path in 2020 with Top Trade being my first winner as a trainer. Tom. 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 Michael Grantham. Yeah, oh. Michael. That's a cheapie, isn't it? That's a cheapie for Tommy no, at the no bottom point. of the pack. Danny goes in for the hardball. You're <laughs> yeah, just sitting out the side. Sure. Jeez, Danny's got his head over the pill and you're just sitting at the side. Little cheapie rolls out, puts one through and celebrates like he's uh, won a grand final. Joe the yeah. Goose. Yeah, Joe the Goose. Joe the a bit Goose. of Steve Bradbury about that, yeah. actually, wasn't it? Yeah. T- Tommy won. Danny, yet to score. Question two. Name the star sprinter who was sensationally scratched. When favourite prior to last year's Belgravia Stakes? Three, Three, two, two, one. Uh, I don't feel as bad now because I didn't get this when DJ asked me either. Uh, The answer to that question is clairvoyance. Oh, boy. Yeah, that was very similar to my response, yeah. Question three, name the trainer who settled up six runners in the 2018 Belgravia Stakes. Tom, Danny. Tom. Tommy. Simon Miller. Oh, good guy. Yeah, very good impressive. Guy. Yeah, very good. impressive, well Tommy. Good you got guy. the third umpire on that? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to use your review? He's using his review. De- definitely. Nah, definitely. definitely heard the Tommy there. Big or still has claimed yes. a few weeks ago. He's yeah. still a bit upset about that. So we might need an official adjudicator <laughs> to come in for this, I think. Big Horse is uh, last seen bailing up uh, oh, Tommy Percy QC yeah. at the uh, at the Gold Bar, Hannon's Handicap Night, just putting his laying his claim as to why oh, he was darted in the last one. Question number four. Say three. Tommy. Uh, Two zip. Tommy Johnson, two. Yeah, match, match point. Uh, next question. Dan and Ben Pierce will be saddling up the mighty dig deep in Sunday's Northern Cup. What horse did they team up to win the 2018 Northern Cup with? Uh, 
three, two, Tom. Tom. Tommy. Oh, no clue, but I'll go superior smile. No, Incorrect. Good guess, though. Danny, do you want to have a quick throw at the stumps? Uh, no, nah, I've got nothing, mate. No, nah, I wouldn't have got anyone here this one. Pushing shapes. Mm. Pushing oh, shapes. One that's, one I didn't that, even know one. I, yeah. I, honestly, it erased out of my mind. Pushing shapes won at Caulfield one day as yeah, well. Yeah, Damien Oliver's on board yeah. about 70 to 1. Dan told the owners apparently not to try and come across for it. He didn't get any <laughs> chance. He was interviewed afterwards. You could tell he was shocked to be being interviewed. 2-0, 2-0. Oh, okay. Uh, next question. The trifecta in this year's WA size produce stakes are all engaged in Saturday's Belgravia stakes. Name all three. Danny. Tom. Danny. Danny. I'm pretty sure you said Caracatta, is that right? Oh, no, size produce. Oh, size. He's now screwed. Uh, Lewa. Pat's got Sass. And Export Man. Incorrect. Tommy, do you want to have a go? Export man, Hoyan, and Lewa. Oh, that's not what the world needs for the size of Tommy's head is a three niffer. Jeez, that's going to be. He won't be able to get out of his house. Did today. I say size produce? I, yeah, well, that's what, that's what we ended up doing. So <laughs> it's, it's worked out. I think you did. I'm not sure you said. Might have to have, have, have a double review here. I'm, I'm trying to deal with the two dogs. No, Tommy. Nah, I think I, I, I think it's a worthy winner anyway. Don't worry, boys. Yeah, no. Tommy's, uh, Tommy's done well there, Tommy. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah. Three, three zip. I'm, uh, I'm actually Thank a bit shell-shocked, shell actually. Yeah, they were a tough set of questions. I was going to get rolled 3-0, to be honest. I, I was hoping you'd get rolled 3-0. That, that's, uh, <laughs> that's what I was cheering for. I was definitely in Team Danny today. Um, yeah. Oh, wow. Congratulations, Tom. You are the new WA Racing Mastermind. Danny Carvey, thanks for being such a good sport. Apologies for the delay today. I know you're a busy man. Um, no problem, boy. Did you get that voucher during the week? I did. Thank you very much. Looking oh. forward to heading up there. Oh, excellent. Congratulations, mate. And, uh, yeah, thanks for being a worthy champ. But the new champ, Tommy Johnston. Tommy, 3-0. You've got the Mastermind victory under the belt. Are you prepared and willing to come back next Thursday and defend your title? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I'll clear my schedule. <laughs> and Tommy, it would be uh, rude of us before you left uh, for us not to uh, ask for your, uh, your best of the day as well on Saturday, Tommy. You're a big Belgravia Stakes um, Day man when you do your best work, I reckon. <laughs> I reckon my best bet, pure devotion, Tipperucci, multi, go for both. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm with you on the pair, Tommy. And uh, one final question is how have you got the track playing at 11 metres? Um, well, half expecting... Swoopers, I don't want to leave. Yep. Um, but I don't have much positive to say about the track, to be honest. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's why I thought I'd ask. I was like a controversial opinion. No, I'm I'm sort of with you at that sense. I think it might play a little bit, um, a little bit off pace as well out at the uh, out at the eleven meters, like we saw at the nine. But uh, yeah, it's guesswork. At and the moment, also, Danny and Tom, if you're available next Saturday, would be great to catch up with yes. you fellas out at Ascot to 100%. celebrate our one hundredth episode on uh, I think it's Derby Day or Prince of Wales Stakes Day. So if you guys are on course, come and come and say good day, and because uh, we uh, really appreciate all your support over the uh, over the journey of the 1-1. One, one. Will do. Thanks, boys. I'll be there. Thanks, gents. Tommy Johnson, eh? 3-0. Mm. 
Impressive stuff as well. I'll give that to Tommy. He got the first one in a, in a cheap manner. Uh, in Danny's defense, I reckon when you hear the start of that question, there's probably two answers. It's probably Mickey Grantham or Aaron Mitchell. Yeah. Aaron Mitchell's probably the one that comes to your mind first. So a little bit stiff, uh, took a bit of a plunge. But uh, no, Tommy was um, pretty cluey from there. I reckon I reckon it's not a bad week to come on the Mastermind next week, though, if you got someone teed up because he'll be susceptible second up, Tommy. I you reckon, reckon second, yeah. up, second up syndrome? Yeah, second up syndrome, big time. He'll put in a flat one. Yeah, there was some tr- tough questions there. But, the, uh, but yeah, it was uh, a bit of a um, battle of attrition towards the end and Tommy came out on top obviously we've had Tommy on the on the show before he's quite a uh, astute young operator we might might have to uh, get I wouldn't him, mind get getting him on. on again soon actually yeah Tommy's a very very sharp operator and um yeah I, I think for a good portion of this year he's probably been um just about the sharpest mind um in the game so yeah big uh, big up and comer Tommy but um don't tell anyone I said that to him all right Tommy you got a $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring Hotel uh, go up there, spend it wisely, feed, flutter, frothies, family atmosphere, Butchie's Big Deck, go and check it out, Heart of the Hills since 1899. Did you just add the extra F in this time? Oh, uh, every now and then. Yeah. Just change I just, it up. Yeah, I haven't appreciated that, but that's really yeah, impressive. <laughs> and we're back, race five, Crown Perth Handicap, graduation, 1,200 metres. Terry, when we covered the three-year-old classic two weeks ago, we did dig a little bit into the chances of Snipperucci, trying to map her, thinking that she might be able to glide across and find outside the leader. And general consensus was if Snipperucci could get there, that she would run a race. Didn't quite get there, end up having to restrain out of the speed battle. But it was really encouraging to see her come again on the line to be beaten only one and a half lengths. Showed a bit of versatility to her. However, this Saturday she goes up against the older horses in this race from gate nine. Do you think she's got the speed to crash across and find the rail in front? And is that going to be the place to be for her? This is great placement. Mm. This is I was I said last thing um, on last week's pod or something i said to someone at some stage i wanted to snipperucci miss the belgravia and, and take on the older horses and try and find a race that can get forward in and use the three-year-old allowance which mm-hmm. Stephen miller has done uh whether snip can cross or not will be determined by the intent of others i think um namely you've got london miss universal pleasure she's got to you drawn underneath now she's got to you i expect to be happy to sit with the mm-hmm. shades off yep uh, universal pleasure led a lot of weakish races without much speed how intent they are to lead. I don't think they'll be super, super. Is, I, I think they'll it, be happy to lead. Is it a leader, Universal Pleasure, or is it a lead if, it ha- lead if it has to? Yeah, and from once was from the gate the other two times. I think the fact it won three in a row leading, but it won three of the weakest. It got 13 points that campaign, and it just – that was a great campaign for connections because yeah. it won. For your, uh, for your cousin. Yeah, Stephane exactly Bahama. right. Yeah. Um, and then London Miss, who uh, I think we agree is a better horse probably with cover just behind. It's a 1-1 one, one type yeah. horse, a leader's back type horse. So realistically, it could have Weapon Sun or even a really – yeah, Weapon Sun um, on its outside. Yeah. It could find the rail. Like So I remember when it won over 1,200 metres last – Campaign, Who'd be? Um, and I remember thinking at the time, oh, it's a bit concerning. It could when I had to do it tough. It sort of just fell in. But Export Man and, and Hoyan yeah. was six lengths back to Heavenly Waters. I didn't quite realise like at the time we didn't know what Export Man and Hoyan meant. So like, we didn't know what what they were going to become as racehorses. It was a big knock on Stipperucci out of, out of that race. Yeah, that, I was one of them. Ended up yeah. being uh, elite formalised. Yeah, and so. it had to sit in the breeze, and it had to do all the work. And so if, if they don't get across, they have to sit in the breeze, even if it's maybe not the best spot to be. Which I don't want to go too hard on. Yeah. that. I still think good horses can win from the front at Ascot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think if they find the fence, it's over. They think if they find the breeze, it's it's over. Mm. So I'm. 
I just think this is amazing. Like, look at its trials. Look at its look. Look at what we've seen from Snipperucci thus far. This is. I talked about Snipperucci in the same sense as Winterbottoms uh, a few weeks ago. Like I, maybe I'm overrating um, her, but I, I don't think I am. From what we've seen, the trials have been like the times she runs and under a hold and. Yeah, I think we've seen enough. She goes forward um, and she gives you a real sight for your money here. I, I, I'm really, really surprised she's not a little bit shorter. But it is a race with um, some popular animals. Mm. Testing love, uh, albeit winning at Geraldton. That was still a really nice win. Um, Angelic Miss for me at the weights can't beat those two. I think that's the 59 versus that. I'll tell you what, if, if she can win... With 59, 59 she's, she's yeah, yeah, Yeah. I thought Island Charm, this is better placement from Roy, but... I wasn't sold. If you take away that one peak run and its career, the rest of its career is so-so. Yep. Universal Pleasure, I'm happy to take on. As I said, I think it earned those points in weak races. She's got to use got bars on or pads on. Um, yeah, so I was willing to take on She's God to you. and um, You're right, pads are, pads are right. The Echo cast is off from last prep, but the pads are on. So. Yeah, so I um, yeah, so I was 255 Snipperucci. Uh, price testing love. 550 testing love. And my third favourite was the current ninth favourite in the market, London Miss. Mm. She marks up behind him. She was great for Angela Johnson first up. That was such a big effort. Yep. Um, she just maps so nicely, potentially on the back of Snipperucci. And, um, yeah, she's going around at 25 bucks uh, at the moment. So if you're looking for one um, out of the park, um, yeah, it's definitely London Miss. She's uh, half that price for me. A really nice map horse, 54 and a half after the claim for a, an apprentice. I've got a bit of trust in in Holly. Um, yeah, big ghost Nipperucci and I'll be having something on London Miss at the 25 bucks. I'm going for testing love. Mm -hmm. um, not with any real conviction. I just... You just waited for her to step up to 1400. Yeah, that was that was one of the big queries. She's gone 12, 12, 12, and I could have sworn that the third up run would have been a 14, just the way that she's been running and performing, but they kept it to another 12. Got it. I just like had no luck first up at, at Belmont with a cutaway. Unbelievably got held up with a cutaway. Um, went to Geraldton, Adam Durant. Clint John support. I think they had four or five winners on the day. She was one of them. Got back, got into a bit of a sticky situation mid-race on the turn had to set out after um after a pretty quality Geraldton horse and uh and gun it down and, and the late splits the overall time everything was was there for me was testing love what i do also think is that she's still on a steep learning curve still like she looks like she does a few things wrong um and has another has another level to go to it from a maturity point of view so i think she's only going to get better the genuine tempo, I'm expecting Jason Brown to zip across with Weapon Sun and set a good clip, uh, testing love with uh, an inspired William Pike at the moment. Just feel as though she's ready to come to town and, and ready to impact now. Well placed down on 55 and a half kilos. I think this this filly, this this mare now, uh, she's going to get last crack at Snipperucci. Will Snipperucci Jay, do it? Will Jason Brown do a Jay Brown special and, and nick it on the turn and get everything chasing and testing love too late, or will Pikey be able to time his winning move to perfection? Uh, I'm leaning towards Pikey just nabbing Brownie right on the line, but happy to be wrong. I think they're the, they're the two that are going to fight it out. I've got Testing Love and Snipperucci marked equal favourites, and uh, Testing Love's the bet at the moment, currently $5 best available. Yeah, I think you got that bang on. Yeah. If uh, if he gets the right trail and, and Snip doesn't, I, again, I just think Snip's going to run a time that's going to yeah. be uncatchable. That's yep. my feel, is that the horse might just be better and um, might be on its way through the grades very quickly. She might be. Um, but, yeah, if she 
works to get to the breeze or if she maybe doesn't quite go as well as I expect. Um, testing love is the most obvious to grab her. And testing love, Pikey, I think it's key that Pikey holds a spot and gets the right yeah. back. You know, if he can get three back on the back of she's uh, – not she's got to you. Um, London Miss or even she's got to you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and that type of trail into the race and, and you've got an off-pace day, then, yeah, brings her right into it. But um, could be a cracking long, little for, – for a one metro win, this is a really cracker. This is yeah. a cracker. Could be a, could be a long straight for the Stipperucci backers. But, yeah, uh, could be, yeah. But – when Brownie gets a right out in front on these type of horses, he's he's the man for the job. So um, it's not impossible she win Snipperucci wins this by three. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Especially if if the conditions are, are favourable yep. on the day as well, which we will have an insight into by the time race five. Yes, rolls we definitely will. Around race six of the day is the Schweppes handicap. 1,200 metres, 72 plus. Now, this is a fascinating race, mm. Guru, fascinating race. You were all over Hot Zed first up. What a victory. <laughs> what a big – that was one of the most bizarre races I've, I've experienced, I think. I was on course and was just put down your glasses, Miss Kentucky is home, and then all of a sudden, the last 100 metres, it just got turned on its head. Hot Zed off the canvas, Miss Kentucky. Don't know what happened there. And Hot Zed. We spoke to Simon Miller on the Betfair Edge. Oh, you uh, see, you've got some insight. Week, what yeah. happened? Yeah. Um, I've forgotten what you said. Now. <laughs> uh, she didn't. She shot at the semaphore board. Yeah. She shot at the semaphore board. Sorry. Um, so it's not something she's ever done at home. Nothing he's worried about. But he, he's a bit more mindful of hitting the front that early. Too soon. I yeah. think so. Yep. Which isn't. I guess that's a positive if you hit in the front that early. It means something's going right for a horse that's probably known best for her ability to sit and sprint. She has one from the breeze mm-hmm. in the past. Um, but, yeah, I, I again, while I may have had a little bit of luck in that sense, I do think if Hot Zed lost the race, it would have been a good thing beaten. Like, Whiting's ended up off the track. Whiting was deep the trip as well. Watch yeah, it again. Sort of half, 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 yeah, half, half, half cover. Half cover, yeah. I reckon that the horse that deserved to win the race won the race. And the, the- punter that deserved <laughs> <laughs> Kept you in the top gun, didn't it, Hot Zed? Oh, yeah. Jeez, uh-huh. I... I let it a roar up here. I reckon the neighbours would have been checking on me after that. So, um, after that got up, but it's a good race here, BJ. I, I think. Um, so, so yeah. So Hot, Hot Zed comes into this race and uh, tackles has a two pronged Cerise and White uh, combination to deal with. A mm-hmm. couple of other quality animals engaged in this race as well. There's a bit of a bit of intrigue into if if a couple of these go super. Where, how how they can progress into features coming up as well. Yeah. Um, and so the, the main ones, um, the main horse that we're on. You don't always get a full 16 for the winner bottom. So yes. you can always creep in. Which is what happened with Elite, Elite Street. Yeah. He was the last horse yeah. in. What was yeah. he, an 80-odd rider? Yeah, he was the last oh. horse in in the uh, winter bottom. So. Yeah. Um, oh, look, I think they'll ride Hot Z forward this time. Um, he's shown he can be ridden both ways. He is a horse that loves weight as well. Doesn't love weight, but doesn't seem to affect him yeah. all that much. So Big boy. Again, I, I, I've mentioned it in the past, but uh, Hot Z beat Graceful Girl um, with 60. Graceful Girl had 54. Um, similar sort of setup to this. So really intriguing. So Hot Z, I reckon they'll go forward, sit on the outside of Pooley, who looks a bit of a tired horse at the moment, I think, Pooley. Winner should come from Hot Z and Secret Plan. I'm Secret plan, the wind was just so good. It was just so good. But this yep. map is just so bad on the surface. It is just so bad. So, look, I, I sometimes I don't want to think about it too deeply and how Pike's going to get it done. I just I just expect he will yeah. with secret plan. But 
I don't reckon you want to be having – if he tries to go forward and find a spot, and if he's deep no cover and Hot Zed's in the breeze, I don't think he's beating Hot Zed. Okay. And if he goes back to last and Hot Zed gives a good kick and Pikey doesn't get the right toe into it, he might not be beating Hot Zed. So, um, yeah, really, really price dependent for me this race. I think it's I think it's a race in two. I'm pretty confident in that sense. Magical Dream was a really poor trial a month ago, so I've got questions on where uh, she's at as a horse. I wouldn't be surprised if she gets the drifts big time in betting. Um, but in saying that, pretty astute camp. But uh, yeah, I'm $2.28 secret plan and I'm $4.72 hot Z. So they take up about 65% of my market, BJ. And I um, I doubt I'll be betting on the race. You've lost it. What did you say? $2 dollars what? I took a long time tinkering with it as well. <laughs> $2.28 versus $4.72. And they are currently, what are they currently? They are $2.25 versus $5. So I'm not going to have a bet at those prices. <laughs> secret plan's a bit short for me, even though I've got him on top. Mm. I thought he was more like a... Just from the map, more like a two eighty sort of. I just, I just, yeah, just of what I saw last start. You just, you just, Pike just gets things done. Yes, like real charisma last week. That wasn't so much a Pike ride. Was brilliant, um, but MTA just got taken on by all these horses. You wouldn't have expected to take it on, and that sort of changed the. The tone of the race, yeah, you just, you just expect. And if it does play, this is a great race actually for that stage of the day. If it is playing on speed and it's a really nice day to be forward, um, yeah, I'd, the, the five bucks hot Z will probably get me. Um, but if it's if it's a day where they're making ground and coming from rearward, then I might look for something high too, secret plan, which I'll never see. Um, on with you, towards race, secret plan versus hot Z, fly on the ointment horse, platinum bullet for mine. Don't think so? No, nah, two trials worries me. Two trials to me says why a horse that's renowned for its freshness and mm-hmm. running really well fresh. That's just me. I just think, oh, and I wasn't that sold in its trials. So I just don't think it's up to those two. I, it, I, I just really think those two have something on this field. I think both of those two could be just about winter bottom bound. Yeah. Well, that's, 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 this could be the launch pad. This, yeah. I mean, we saw uh, Triple Missile create that winter bottom buzz with his ratings race win. First up last Saturday, mm-hmm. either one of these two could be the sort of the the, the new elite street moving into yep. winter bottom if, if they uh, prove dominant in this race on on uh, on the weekend. But mm-hmm. yeah, uh, secret plan for me on top. Bit short, hoping hoping it eases, but I don't think it will. We don't get many uh, yeah. Cerise and White eases at the moment, do we? No. Some of the money for some of them yesterday was quite unreal. Real charisma. Was absolutely out the door though. Two um, two seven nine, I think. Yeah, it was. It was trading. SP. It was laying at a dollar sixty eight about half hour before jump. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, it ended up laying at two eighty type things. So, yeah. Yeah, it got right out. Pretty the sure door. it was money, two, The money for MTA was fair enough too because it looked a pretty soft map and a it race it should have been able to um, dictate, but didn't quite pan out that way, did it? Well, that was an example. I think I think real charisma was still like two dollars or two ten top toe mm-hmm. bet for SP two dollars seventy plus. Oh. So which, bet. Bet smarter. Bet, 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 bet smarter. Not harder. Exactly. So um, if you're not on the exchange, oh, check it out. You've lost it. You've lost it. Race seven. Whew, speaking of losing it, I lost it doing the form for this one, BJ. Um, race seven, over 1,000 metres. Um, Five furlongs. <coughs> a, lot of, a lot of speed here. Uh, a lot of speed here. I bet Cripper, I ran into Cripper this morning. I bet him a carton that Eric's Will Chino will lead or breeze. So I bet him a carton or a beer. I can't remember. Um, yeah, where did you have Will Chino on the map? Who's winning the beer? Uh, I didn't I didn't have Will Chino in the top two, but I thought Will Chino might be a lob 1 1, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got Will Chino somewhere close to the 1 1. I just think there's going to be. We, like- haven't, we haven't been. Locking in many one ones lately. Oh, you're the so, locker in, right? So we've done. I try to do so, it, but you just put them there and they land there. You could grab, 
you could grab King's Authority from 12 here and just say, you know what, I'm going to put in the 1-1. One, one. You, could, you could probably put a lead. It's back, BJ. You just place him. You just pick him up and, and, and place him in, in spots. But this has a stack of speed. We've got Mood Swings drawn 13, which straight away says this is going to be wild. You've got Madame Toro drawn four. Um, I presume there's only going to be one intent to lead there. Vane Tempest with Vicky Corver on. They'll ride that aggressively and want to be uh, in the first four or five in running. Boomtastic's never all that far from them. And then Will Chino's obviously uh, known for her speed. But last campaign, um, in fact, her last four start, she's been unable to, unable to find the top. So I I don't know whether looking at an ambitious winter bottom campaign with her, um, which might be a season too soon, whether they maybe want to teach her getting up to the 1,200 to um, take us, knowing how much speed's in the race, they won't just be thinking, let's get to the top. And that, that for me is the risk with Will Chariot. A, it's a step up in grade, and B, it's how does she handle being on the back of a horse? A, uh, B, what was I already done A? Already done A. Up in grade, B, how does she handle being on the back of a horse? And C, how does she handle being inside horses? Because there should be a three-wide line um, and she should be in that pocket. So, um, yeah, very interesting, BJ. I think she's the best horse, but I'm going to watch her handle those conditions at this price before I look to invest in her, if that makes sense. Okay. Makes sense? Yeah, makes sense. So I didn't- I'm 380, Will Chino. So. Oh, what was I? So she's 310 at the moment, and fair enough, but I – yeah, it's just not the type of – you're asking – you're taking about three bucks about a horse yeah, having, having to do was, it differently. I was still $4, Will Chino. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah so, so we're about a similar price yeah. in that sense. I Like, I just wanted to know. I, I don't think it's put in, put in take out sort of situation. No. So, but the – yeah, like the – got to knock the, the others. Though, the, yeah. The, yeah, that's the thing. And also 1,000-meter horses, 1,000-meter races, we bang it's on the about alarm. Sorry? That's the Gerald alarm. Oh, Geraldton. <laughs> Crayfish Coast. Yeah. Oh, we can keep going. Um, um, the Bright Diamonds trial was a month ago. Yeah. So doing the sort by barriers on Chris, as we like to do, what mm-hmm. a tool. Yeah, I love it. What a tool. How One good. of my favourites. If you, if Except you, when you try and reload the page, it comes up. Yeah, it gets, yeah. It, it, especially if the – yeah, that's true. That is a bit frustrating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Underneath, Will Chino. Will Chino is going to jump from six uh, currently. Underneath, Will Chino is Night Voyage, Shinju, ATM, Madame Toria, and Bright Diamond. So the only, other, the only horse that's going to sort of – impact Will Chano from a speed map point of view is Madame Torio, really. Madame Torio goes forward, Will Chano tracks it across, the others burn across from their wide draws. Just looks a sweet setup for Will Chano. So I can I can see where Crip is coming from. Um, Madame Torio leads, Will Chino sits outside leader. But when you got horses like Mood Swings, who's just been attacking and running really well, and Vane Tempest with Vic- Victoria Culver in the saddle, they're, they're going to have to push forward, aren't they? So I don't necessarily think Chrissy Parnham will be too worried about holding them out. You'd probably rather let them come around him, especially if they're going helter-skelter. But Wuchan um, is very short for mine at the moment, currently 320. As I said, locked her in in my market as $4 flat. Terry was 380, I think you said, didn't you? So, yep. uh, so just because I, I struggled to find a, the next few yeah. picks in line, I, I'm probably going to have something. Okay. I reckon Vane Tempest will get to 10 bucks with Vihon. And yep. I think it can probably sit, it might just have that little bit of those, those yeah. form lines around timely outburst and whatnot. Might be a horse that can sit deep with the apprentice on, or she might even get cover on mood swings who's three deep. No, I, I just think Vane so, Tempest is the one that gets to a backable price, but I, I, I want the best part. Of, I'm 550, but I want the best part of 10 bucks to have a bet. Vane Tempest is a winner. And 
just keep every every prep she comes back she's learning more always been a bit of a handful always done everything on raw ability and uh but and last prep she just showed that she was becoming a lot more tractable a lot more mature and professional on race day if she's taken another leap forward then she's going to be a problem for uh for will chino and, and bright diamond so i can see exactly where you're going there especially uh, if we get uh, pushing pushing outwards towards double figures on the Betfair exchange with Vane Tempest. But I think Will Chino for win, will win from a tipping point of view. Price is a bit skinny for mine. Yeah, the race I'm pretty happy to watch and uh, not get overly um, involved in. But hopefully I'm hoping Will Chino Bright Diamond to overbet and I can have a play on a horse like Vane Tempest potentially. ATM, I've got 20 bucks with all the speed in the race. If it gets a suck run, gets out at the right time, ATM is going well enough. Last time ATM met... Will Chino is that race at one by three down the straight. So a bit ambitious, but if ATM goes around at 60 to one uh, and it's an off-speed day, worst bets. We can't leave this race without questioning what's going on here. Magic. Starfield impact. Mm. New trainer, Simon A. Miller. What's happened to our man, Magic well, Mike? Clearly the horse will go backwards, I reckon. Um, you can't, no one can improve one from Magic Mike, surely. No, no. I don't know. What's happened to Magic Mike? Who has to send the feelers out there and ask? I have, to check, I have to check the ownership, whether that's changed mm -hmm. at all. But, um, but yeah, interest, very interesting to see what Simon A can, uh, can do with, with Starfield Impact, who was obviously one of the, one of the best two-year-olds of, uh, of her generation, um, winning twice at uh, stakes level, I think, and, uh, and performing against the best of the best. So, yeah, lost her way a little bit, although she, she did win a race for Magic Mike three starts ago, but... Her form's she was stiff at the last two as well. Form's been a little bit patchy, but Simon A gets uh, gets to uh, put the polish on her now, and we'll see what uh, what he can he can do with Starfield Impact because we know how good she is at her best. Interesting race. Will Chino wins. It's going to be interesting to see what Danny Morton does with her next, especially when uh, there was a tweet out during the week that someone's had a thousand each way on Will Chino for the yeah. winter bottom at fifty one. How do you get on? How do you get on the tab to win sixty grand? She wins. <laughs> I think uh, so. I think that might be a little bit ambitious as far as Will Chino is concerned, but you never know. All right. Well, we just stopped and watched the first at uh, Geraldton for a brief moment. Well done to the the McCormicks, Pete and Scott and Marty Allen, who are owned. Uh, well, Marty trained um, Pete and Scott owned the first winner, English Bay. Got out to eight dollars twenty. All friends of the podcast um, too. Our friends of the podcast. Scotty's up there fielding for the day. I was actually talking to him about the races. We both uh, Descengo started the dollar fifty eight. I think we both had it upwards of. Three bucks, but um, no, well done to the, uh, to the lads. They got a backable price up in Geraldton as well. Yeah. So Jet went to the top and um, didn't look like losing. So I hope you've had a little bit of a fill, Scott and Pete. Congratulations, yeah. guys. Well done, lads. Yes. Feature. Feature time. Feature. And the, what a. The Belgrave, yeah. It's always a cracker. It is, yeah. Always a good race. Every year, year in, year out, talent galore. I think it it's, deserves more than listed status. The Bell yep. Grave. I reckon no, it's just I agree. About the best three odd race of the season. I agree because a few drop off for the for Ether at the fourteen hundred and um, yep. No, I agree. This is always a cracking race, and um, we haven't lost much from the thousand meter, uh, the thousand classic. What's it called? The three three classic. classic. Uh, we've lost Spin the Knife, um, which is disappointing, and we've lost Snipperucci to a ratings race and Ruthless Tycoons out for the carnival. Uh, Ponyo's coming back to a thousand meter race in a week or two times. That she, oh, okay. she, ran, she ran third in. I the thought she went well enough to be given another go here. She was super. Yeah, it went good. Went um, a lot better than my expectations. The notable omission, though, treasured star. Yeah, we haven't got any more. Just going around Wednesday, or I imagine she's. I don't yeah. think. I don't think she'll be going around Wednesday. 
Because if she goes around next Wednesday, then, then, she'll, have to, Belgrade, then yeah. she'll have to butter up to the Burgess Queen, which is six days later. Because the Burgess Queen's on Melbourne Cup Day. Oh. So I think I imagine, unless, they, the unless they're going to miss the Burgess Queen, which I doubt mm. uh, highly, that Trisha's star will be going straight into the Burgess Queen. Very good. Yeah. Interesting. And Arcady Grace was already Williams' pick for this race. I didn't hear that on the uh, radio, but you told me so, Bernard. You're my, you're my local Julio. I've been listening to a lot to Julio recently, just to just to get Julio, just to get up to scratch on uh, on what's happening. And Bob was always leaning towards this being an Arcadia Grace race, and I feel as though this is their target, perhaps with this filly, try and get some black type with her. And I'm, I imagine they're they're pretty content with how Treasured Stars tracking at the moment. So they'll be backing themselves in to put a uh, champion fillies and perhaps something greater on the mantelpiece with that filly later this prep. But feels like this is. The race for Arcadia Grace from a Peter's Investments point of view, nice. which is why they uh, scratch Treasured Star. Yeah, I have a, a real um, strong opinion. <laughs> real strong opinion on this race. That's a first for everything, isn't there, BJ? Wait till you get to the last, and you hear how strong my opinion is there. Um, yeah, this uh, there's a fir- this, first for everything. Group. There is a first for everything. This uh, this looks, as you said, a, a cracking race. Good to see Export Man back as well. Um, but I think I think I, I, my market is such mo- a clear top two. How's, I'll just look. I'll just refresh this. How's the money? It's a radar. Yeah. Well, I was lucky enough to be talking to someone with a green tab, um, and I've managed to get a bit on the seven dollars fifty early without. I didn't even move the price when that occurred either. Um, so I only wanted to save. On its array day. So when, um, when was that? Oh, Two hours ago? 2 p.m. Wednesday. Oh, sorry. It came out. Oh, apologies. Yeah, features, came out features go yeah. out yesterday. So yeah. there's been a bit of time to move, but that was a bit after. I've made a bit since $6.50. Yeah. So, um, yeah, quite uh, quite good money coming there for its array day. We and spoke I to Paddy Carberry. Yeah, we did, yeah. And I think Paddy's going to have to be circumspect to some degree, but I think you could tell he was pretty uh, pretty bullish. There was no way he was riding Lever. No. I don't care what they drew here. Um, you, could, you, you could tell in his voice that uh, this might be – Might be a horse. Might be a horse. Might be a big horse. Um, yeah, so I Look, – Looks a horse too, doesn't it? Just certainly got, got does. Some, uh, Tactical speed so crucial sometimes. Some strength and too. size and quality visually. And uh, but yeah, he, he steps up to the plate, take on the the uh, I guess the best three odd sprinters in training at the moment, mostly in the uh, in the Belgravia on on Saturday, and he's been supported to win coming out of a, uh, a northern what was that class one or something like that. Yeah, sometimes with supported to win, sometimes it's also. Um Horses getting to their right price. So I don't know how you've marked the race, but I, I battled for a third favourite. In the end, yeah. Search and Rocks was my clear third favourite. Pat, Pat's got Sass at eight dollars fifty. Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. So Pat's got Sass was fifth for me. Uh, Flying Missile was fourth in line because of the nice draw. Yeah, um, should get nice and soft, depending how the track plays on the day. They could even push forward and try and lead them up. Um, but I just had Arcadia Grace two dollars ninety three. It's a Ray Day four dollars. Was a real standout. I want to be on uh, Arcadia Grace as my main result, and that's the way I'll be cheering for and playing hard. We, we've just seen this script too many times. Uh, I think Arcadia Grace is a good thing beaten the other day. It was one of many good runs in that race, yes. um, which we've discussed. But uh, I just think up to the twelve hundred meters with the soft draw. Pikey, if he does, he didn't necessarily do much wrong, but if, if he gets one held up or it doesn't go right for it, he seems extra determined at its next start not to make the same mistakes. From barrier two, it's going to be sticky because it effectively is barrier one because mm-hmm. flying missile will jump quicker than it. 
Say flying, I reckon up to 1,200, they might sit flying missile. Yeah. Pat's got SAS, may even end up leading. Um, and then you are- um, I, thought, I thought the two Roy horses are just going to come burning Yeah, across. potentially. He's yeah. gold with Mitch back on. They might be really aggressive there as well. There's a lot of- I, I didn't go too deep. I just knew there was enough speed yeah. and this, none of the speed was troubling me. So I just think it's a race set up for a horse that will have some cover. But you're probably going to be three back the fence at best with Arcadia Grace, but the flying missile probably isn't the worst back to be on. I agree, especially with oh, coming off a soft run. She's going to yep. she's going to be looking to push out anyway. Yeah, yep. but by this stage of the day, it might be – I probably would prefer Arcadia Grace drew Itzerade's gate. I'd prefer having eight because if Itzerade gets the run, it's off and going, and Arcadia Grace has to pick up and accelerate and, and beat at home. Itzerade might be off and gone. So that's always the worry. It, it is it no matter who you are, and I know it's William Pike, it's still – you could be – you could be on the back of a line where the leader's gone early and you're in trouble. So it's always a risk in that sense. But um, I think she's good and I'm, I'm pretty keen to go again, butter up after last start. Important to note last start, we thought money had come and it didn't. She was a drifter, big mm. money for spin the knife and flying missile. There won't be the same money for flying missile. Spin the knife isn't here. I just simply, unless big money comes searching rocks, Beach, I can't see any other runner um, that is well supported outside of Arcadia Grace and it's a radar. I agree. And so if you like anything outside of those two, I think you're just going to get big value late, I reckon. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Well, I've got seven of these over $100 mm. in my market. Um, Export man's close to that price. I got him uh, high, or oh, he's 50-odd to one. Um, look, the runner, I think, if you're looking for something wild and you'll probably get a bigger price bet fair late than the 35 currently is uh, Hoyan. I think mm-hmm. if you, Hoyan was just so big in that 1,000-meter classic. I think if, if you put Hoyan where Liwa was, Hoyan wins the race. You put Liwa there, Liwa's the unlucky one. Like You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. And then we're, everyone's talking about Hoyan and Hoyan's 10, 11 bucks here rather than 35. What so. do you think of Pat Scott Sass first up? I thought she was okay. good. Yeah. She was okay. She was in the nice – Joey put her in a nice spot. She battled away the line. Yeah, that's not, that's not going to be enough to win this. I there's there's was, too much um, class here, too much uh, – It's too much. I think the, t- the top two, their panels on them. It, fe- it feels that way, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, Depends what type of punny you are. I was, I was 324.20, but I reckon I'm probably going to have to review that now. I think the, We were close. Yeah. I, I think traditionally if people have listened to our 99 episodes, I'm the more aggressive marker. Mm. So 324.20 and I'm 294 bucks. I think – that's probably means we've basically got them. But I think that I've got in my hundred percent market anyway. I think I've got a lot of horses that are chewing percentage that should be yeah out the gate. Well, I'll, I mean, this will you probably bite I mean? me in the ass yelling this out. But I mean, I'm five hundred KMA, five hundred Queen's Gift, two hundred War Gem, yeah, a hundred He's Gold, Heavenly Waters for Talfem, all hundreds, and I think they're all going well. Like I'm not saying I just they're the price I've got them. So uh, what 50, price? dollars export. Man. What price you got? Searching Rocks at eight fifty. Okay. Oh. 8.50. Respecting what we saw. Respecting the gate. Respecting Chris Parnham dropping and jumping or flying yourself. There's a few things. Searching Rocks is the one we don't – Searching Rocks could be right up by this level. Yeah. Good enough. Yeah. So yeah. 8.50 was as long as I could have had Searching Rocks. But very keen. Arcadia Grace, if you're a saving type person, I'd save It's a Radar. It's not exciting, but make Arcadia Grace your result and get your money back. It's a Radar. I think you're back in two really good horses. I agree. Um, in a pattern that will suit both of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's boring, but you know, some people might think that Arcadia Grace was was a bit plain the other day. I was with you. I thought that if the runs come, she wins. Uh, there was, yeah, I, I got a bit of that post race on course. Yeah. Um, Did you tell them to grow? Grow up. Yeah. <laughs> if you watch the head on, there's a moment where Jade McNaught on Ponyo rolls off the fence, and you can see Pikey's eyes light up like he's just going to take that rails run. And it's all over. And Jade makes the clever tactical decision to roll back to the fence, uh, gets up inside, 
spin the knife, whereas mm-hmm. that sort of that basically that moment eliminated Arcadia Grace's winning chances. He had to come back around, look for runs, went to the line relatively untested. Uh, will he make the same mistake twice? Not that he made too much of a mistake, mm. but Pike. Uh, 1,200 metres is more, 1,000 metres is more bang, bang, bang. 1,200 metres you can sort of. Uh, especially if he, especially he gets era. towed into the race on the yeah. back of a horse like Flying Missile. But, again, doesn't want its radar to be off and going and trying to chase it down because it could look ugly if that uh, could get ugly in that sense. So, yeah. Great great race. It's, and it is, it's going to, it, it may well come down to car reverse. Pike and an inside gate versus an outside run, so and, um, and maybe Paddy might knowing that Paddy might move into the race aggressively yep. early and try to try to uh, yep. put put uh, put Arcadia Grace to the sword and make make her get out and chase him. So mm-hmm. good race. And there's going to be a lot to decipher amongst the beaten brigade mm-hmm. as we move forward into other feature races in the in the weeks to come. No, pretty. Uh, I'm, I'm with you too, Arcadia Grace. Yep. Let's, no. go, let's go again. Let's do I it. like it. That's so we are. A lot of alignment today, BJ. And I have seen the leg up before we get into the get out stakes. S T E A K S. Who's it proudly brought to us by before we declare one in the last? Market City Meats. Ah. Hard, hard to beat. Hard to beat, Market City Meats. Uh, Stewie Divertini, very big fan. Did you hear him on the Mastermind last week? He did. Best. Best meat in town, Marcus City Meats. Timmy Hewitt, Timmy's team, run the show at the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located at the Canning Vale Markets on Bannister Road. Been here since episode one. Has, what a legend, absolute champion, Timmy Hewitt. And um, shout out to both Mundaring Hotel and Market City Meats to, uh, for coming in to support our Top Gun tipping tournament with prizes as well. All, all three of our top three finishers in the Top Gun will be getting vouchers to both the Mundaring and to Market City Meats. But in regards to the Get Out Stakes, we have to congratulate last week's winner, Peter Jeffrey. He's a real character. Mm. Peter, good good fella. He's had, he's had a shot at the Get Out Stakes every episode. And he eventually got the result. So last Saturday, he was real charisma, 0.58, official 0.51. I was actually surprised there wasn't more real charismas, actually. There, really? There was a variety of uh, – Okay. There was actually quite a few berets, which, yeah. which – Yeah. And she was – If we did the get out stakes for second, that'd be a good one to pick, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a game for uh, for uh, for next week, I think. Jeez, yeah, berets are nice at all, sorry. Yeah. And if they can get it winning, get the mentality there, it can uh, win – a few races. Congratulations, Pete. Yeah, well done. Um, that gourmet perseverance. Beef. Yes, perseverance, oh. Peter. Gourmet beef package to Market City Meats. Yeah. Go on, uh, go on, uh, grab it. If you if you're listening, Pete, take a photo of, of your collect. Chuck it up on Twitter. We'll get around you. That's for sure. Uh, now to enter this week's Get Out Stakes race nine, Ascot Belgravia Stakes Day. Hit us up at the One One Pod on Twitter. Let us know who you think will win and a decimal winning margin, two decimal places preferred. And we can never, ever, ever forget the all-important Sam White rule guru. First dressed past the post. (laughs) (laughs) First first dressed past the post, exactly. Couldn't have said it better myself. Race nine is the Platinum Horse Transport Handicap, 1,400 metres. Terry's been itching. He's been waiting. He's been holding back. He's ready to. Pretty keen on this old car, yeah. just, just quietly. This is. I can feel like you've got something the to piece say. A piece de resistance. You've got something to say. Oh, no, I think I'm in a very similar boat to you here, and I'm interested if others are uh, of a similar wavelength, but uh, this race does look to have a fair bit of speed in it, BJ, doesn't it? I think um, they'll again push on with Harry Thomas. I can't see why you wouldn't with. Um, 
with the apprentice being in the saddle. You got star line drawn. Just wide. on Harry Thomas. Remember that time it beat last line yeah, at Pinjarra and, and Montalina. <laughs> yeah, Have you seen its form before and after that win? Big money came that day. So. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. Carlene Heffel, you're yeah. a genius. Yeah, uh, the Heff, they knew. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Charlton Eddie first go fourteen hundreds. Uh, maybe content to have a sit uh, if, if that's how it Perhaps. works out. I think they'll be they'll be open minded in that sense. Then you got a, a, quite a few of them that will probably want a similar spot. I, I think Laurentino first up from eleven. I don't know if they'll be super aggressive there. Um, whether they go back, whether they what they do there, I don't know. Um, they can glide, glide, glide yeah, yeah. I can, you can just assess a pattern by race nine, and they can adjust accordingly. Black Shadow is just a prep run. It'll go back, I reckon, from nine. Um, but. I think a lot of these horses, BJ, are deep into preps or uh, one year older. <clears throat> well, more just there. Like Bad Wolf's been up for what ten this campaign. Caragenia Aurora has been up for a lot. Had a little virus. Was good last week behind Sunnerbackers, but now draws really wide. I feel like a lot of these have just had their preps. While the horse that I still think has got a stack of points to come, and and last fortnight's run. Um, this is comfort me I'm talking about. Last fortnight's run um, was really underrated. Got on the back of Captain King, and that was a race where Secret Plan and Speed Dream came down the outside um, and had all the momentum in the race. Comfort me had to stop with 61 kilos, pick up and sprint again, watch the final 50, and look at a horse like Creator that came from last. And the runner with, Comfort uh, Me was with full momentum, yeah. Just panels and panels and panels and panels on it. Um, Did Comfort Me almost, did it like, Clip heels. It wasn't happy, yeah. It wasn't happy in the run, but yep. that was just the way. It was just in the wrong spot and it was nothing um, nothing anyone could do it's from the barrier. Clipped it heels and dipped at one stage as well. But I mean, we look at last campaign with Comfort Me. Now, first up was Stiff in defeat, unfortunately. Second up, Sat Deep the Trip, beat She's a Charmer and Bright Diamond. Third up um, was backed off the map. Made Hot Zed look slow. Yeah, it did, didn't it? That was 1,400. I yeah. don't think Hot Zed gets the 14 strongly. Yeah. But that was just something. Had enough. I was keen run. on Hot Zed that day and I was like, well, hang yep. on, I've got comfort me wrong here. Yeah. Yep. And, and anyway, Mitchie goes on. He's obviously riding both of Reese's on the day with um, Call Again earlier in the day. Uh, with the speed in the race and, as you said, Laurentino potentially gliding as well, star line drawing wide, there's probably going to be a three-wide line there. I'm backing him in to find a spot. And you know what? If he doesn't, we've seen that he can still win comfort me. I just think, just think, yeah, I, I don't know. Pims Royale has been up forever in a day. Um, Charlton Eddie is a big queer at 1,400. Star Align's going to at best be in the breeze. I think they'll grab Star Align from there. Bad Wolf's been up forever. It's my second pick, equal second pick with Carrigenia Aurora, who's obviously racing really well. Playing Marika will improve, but I think this is above her level. Creator was um, – Goes well and maps really nicely, but I think Comfort Me is a far better horse than Creator. So, um, yeah, I'm unashamedly, I'm $2.60 Comfort Me, BJ. So, um, yeah, I think there's $6 still available Let's across the agencies. So. Let's go. Yeah, I, I just, I'm really, I'm really confident that Comfort Me will win this race. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really quite confident. The other thing I, I want to point out. I, was, I thought I was keen 380. <laughs> what did you go? 380, that's good. I like <laughs> what did you go? 260. Oof. Yeah, unashamed 260 yeah. as well. Couldn't get any longer. Um, the other one, if you're going to have a wild bet here, is it looks to me as though Brad Will has opted to ride Friaresque fresh. Mm -hmm. And this is a horse that runs big races fresh. Yeah. So perhaps he's been doing a little bit of work for Liz Strempel, who trains on Lindsay Smith's yard, who Brad would do a bit of work for, I presume. Friaresque is 35 bucks, Bad Wolf seven. Um, I don't think it can beat Comfort Me, but um, yeah, it's going to go around at sort of 10 bucks a hole type thing, Friaresque. So if you're looking for something wild, 
Renf- the last. I think he ran fourth in the Northern Cup this time last year. Yeah, for, and it's a really great, it's a really nice fresh horse. The, the older it's got, a uh, bit of a nonny, so I'm not too bothered. But I'm 13 bucks fire risk, so um, could do worse. But uh, yeah. Two dollars sixty. Maybe I'm a bit short. Maybe a little bit short. But uh, yeah, I'm um, I'm pretty excited about Comfort Me in the last. I think he's a really nice animal. Predicting market adjustments here, like I know you. It won't come. It won't get to my. It won't get to my price. Yeah. It won't get to my price. But you've got Star Alliance second favourite. Charlton Eddie just behind me. I I can't. Yeah. Laurentino's thirteen dollars. That has to drift from Barry Eleven with the Apprentice on. Um, Yeah. I just. I just. Yeah, I think it'll start. If it doesn't start favourite, it's a very close second favourite to carry Jenny Aurora. But for me, it's the one and uh, money will come. And the $6, this is the most excited I've been probably about a bet. And I'm hoping you can make some ground, obviously, because I think that'll be midfield cover. Most excited you've been since the first at Geraldton. <laughs> yeah, since the first. You got me, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man, nearly got the chockies there too, didn't we? Uh, comfort me for me too. I'm pretty keen as well. Uh, How keen? Uh, uh, $3 already keen, is that? Terry keen? Oh. Commander keen? Did you ever used to play Commander keen? Little video game? No, I never played Commander okay. keen. Good game. Double Dragon, remember Double Dragon? I do remember Double Dragon, Dragon. yeah. I had a lot of fun playing that. Yeah. Pizza yeah. Shop, Double Dragon, mm. Belvedere Street Pizza. Okay. Um, comfort me on top. I'm with you. I think I think this is a really good, nice race for Bad Wolf as well. Uh, comes out of a hot race. Kissing all four cheeks, Luke's gold, Captain Chaos. Uh, thought he could have finished closer as well. Going to get a nice run from the draw. Bad Wolf was my second favourite, just ahead of Karajini Aurora, actually. Yeah. Comfort me on top. Uh, let's, uh, yeah, let's finish the day with a bang. Yep. Mitchie P. 1.22 lengths. Salutes, please. That's my get out stakes. Yeah, a little salute. I'll pay it. Uh-huh. I will pay it as well. <laughs> <laughs> Public service announcement, Mitchie Paper. I will pay it, yeah. Uh, what did um, you? What was your margin? At 1.22. Oh, all right. That's with a salute. Okay. Uh, I'll go 1.45. Then. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, I like it. All right. That brings our preview to an end. Let's take a break, Terry, and we'll come back with our best Mad Lay Top Gun, the works. Wonderful. We return with our Betfair Best betting propositions of the day. Guru, Betfair Best. Uh, well, I'm going to recap. I've got five that I'm real keen on. So we're just going to just do a quick run through race. Is this in, in, in race order. confidence order? Uh, I'll do it in confidence order, actually. Go I'll on. do it in race order. I'll do it in race order. Race three, number two, pure. I've, had, I've actually managed to uh, one of me, one of me. Uh, Barry Bowler's uh, had the multi on. Got a few folds and whatnot going on. Four or five of these we're in. I'll tell you what, there'll be a tweet out suggesting a bar to attend Oregon on uh, Saturday night. Race three, uh, pure devotion. Um, I'm 225. Race four, there's a thought. I'm 320. It's uh, Race five, Snipperucci. I'm 255. Race eight, Arcadia Grace. I'm 290. Um, and then race nine, Comfort Me. I'm $2.60. Two I'm most excited about, a pure devotion at three bucks ten type thing. I think that's a great price. And my best betting proposition of the day has to be the one with the biggest value, and that's Comfort Me in the last. So mm. race nine, my best of the day is Comfort Me. We got there eventually. Yeah, busy day for the guru coming yeah, up. up. There is a bit happening. We, we actually like most of the same horses. Mm. Uh, I like that. Prior to chatting to Paddy Carberry and watching the market movement set up, on sports bet, if you look at my stuff, I'll have Arcadia Grace as my best of the day. Starting to get a little bit wobbly on that, mm. um, just with this It's a Ray Day sort of spruik. But at the moment, I'm going to go from a Betfair best betting proposition of the day. I'm going to go pure devotion in race three. 
Uh, of recent white vortex action going on. Uh, I like it. But uh, either way, Arcadia Grace, Pure Devotion, they're the, they're my, the two uh, pick of my two. Uh, who are we laying? I am going to lay. I didn't have any real shorties I want to lay. Mm. I think all the favourites can win. I like to lay one I just don't think can win. I think Antique Jewel is going to be a dispersal horse very soon. So race four, Antique Jewel um, at around that 450 mark is a lay. How it is shorter than there's a thought despite the weight swing, I do not know. Okay. Um, I'm, I'll, I'll go, I was, I was going to go Antique Jewel as well. I might go something a bit different. I think if – After after Apple Schnapps last after week. After Apple yeah. Schnapps, yeah. We don't need another one of those. Mate, I, I don't even know why I bother doing this segment. But anyway, uh, race five, Angelic Miss. If she can win first up, 59 kgs, getting back weaving between runners for Chrissy Parnham, that is far too good. Simon A, Chrissy P, I'm going to lay Angelic Miss. Currently uh, $4.80. Uh, madness. Madness, for, okay. So for I, those playing along at home, we're looking for something at time of recording that is $21 plus or 20 to 1 in the old. Uh, I am pretty keen on the, the five-leg multi at about a million to one, like I said, <laughs> but uh, I really do think London <laughs> Miss is the biggest value runner comparative to my market for the day. So race number five, yeah. well, I do think Snipperucci will put them away. London Miss is my third elect at 9.50, so the 23, 24 bucks available is, um, yeah, it's plenty to have something on. Great place price, but that's same, not the way I'm going to go. Same race for me, uh, especially if they're, if they're getting back and running on down the middle of the track. I think Gunmetal Grey is a horse that's going to win her share of races. Didn't mind the way that she attacked the line. First up, CJP going on board. We'll be getting back running on Gunmetal Grey, currently 26 best available. Probably be even better on yeah, the Betfair Exchange so. come start time. That's in the same race. That is race five. They're making some ground down the centre of the track. It's definitely one that can play a part in the finish, BJ. Top Gun tipping tournament. Uh, we, we lock ours in on a Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if, we, if one of ours is scratched, we will put a public tweet out for transparency to show yep. everyone what, uh, what our updated selections are. Um, you got me real worried up with the market with, with, uh, with mine, but I'm just going to go. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to pull the trigger, Guru. What's that? 100 wins, race four, number five, there's a thought. Yeah, okay, cool. Well, I was I had to go that way or Comfort Me. That yeah. were the two I was looking yeah, at. Me too. I there's a thought to bigger price. Comfort Me probably it's six bucks at the moment, it'll put me just short of Chrissy, but it'll put me in real good strike. Right. Who knows? There could be money elsewhere I'm not expecting. I do think Comfort Me will be about four bucks come at Fair SP, but what do you think? Got to be what do you think there's a thought will be about Fair SP? About the same? Four dollars? Yeah, I reckon they'll come. Uh, yeah, I reckon they'll come. But in saying that, got a few market moves. A bit sloppy recently, so you never know. Um well, I know it's if you're happy with the price, get on. Um, 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 we, we, 100 wins, we, race we, nine, comfort me for me. Okay. Put myself within striking distance of uh, of Chrissy Olsen come the last. And if if not, five people might jump me. We might be gone. All right. Might be casualties. Might be. Might be uh, so long. Farewell to the guru and thoroughheads. Um, Top Gun tipping tournament, 20 go in, only 10 will come out this weekend. And that's it. Belgravia Stakes Day in the can. Ah, yes, it is. We've uh, got through that preview. Okay. I felt like it took a while. Standardized stuff, isn't it? <laughs> we're, never, uh, we're never too quick. But uh, no, thank you uh, to Paddy Carberry um, for coming on earlier. Really interesting to speak to Paddy. Um, don't know why it's taken us 99 episodes to get Paddy on board, but uh, yeah, he's got a very exciting ride on It's a Ray Day. And um, 
if uh, if one of Bob's good ones goes to the Kingston town, one of the youngsters, uh, there's a bit, every chance he might ride Regal Power, who'll be very suited at weight for age at the 1800 metres. So uh, a couple of chances with Cup Night as well to add to his tally of, uh, of group ones, BJ. But um, thank you for Paddy. Thank you to Tommy and Danny Carberry. Well done to Tommy Johnston, who uh, got the chockies, didn't he? Sure did. Three... Zip, Impressive Tommy Johnston. Absolutely put him away. And uh, now I got the job done, so I'm looking forward to um, bringing Tommy back down to earth I'll, next week. We need a good contender. I wonder Surely if, they'll be coming out there after yeah. to take on Tommy. I wonder if some, uh, someone wants to step up to the plate. 100%. To, to 100%. Take on Tommy uh, anyway, getting out to Northern Cup on Sunday. Come and say hello. I'll be heading out there with uh, McManus, um, Bradley. We're going to head out for the day. And I think Pistol Pete as well. And Thonis is coming out for a uh, frothy to watch the, the champ in action. Um, I like it. I like the draw for the champ on uh, on uh, Sunday, BJ. I'm quite excited. Your chance? Am I going to see uh, it? 50-50. 50-50? Better than I, I expected 20-80. My, uh, my partner Lee's uh, from Northern, as you know, mm-hmm. um, Northern through and through. So uh, we might we might get uh, – might make our way to the super town, Northern, and uh, check it out. We'll see how we go. Two birds, one stone. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Don't forget, next week is episode 100. Uh, we'll obviously discuss the uh, the get-together more um, next week's episode, but Saturday week, the 30th of October, keep it free, get to the races, come and have a, uh, come and have a chat about everything WA racing with Bernard and myself, um, and we'll have Pistol Pete Anthony on for the 100th episode. Um, looking forward to it. But until next week on the 1-1.